You're listening to the Fire in a Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and a cast. If you want to keep the show free and help us keep the lights on, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you have ideas for the show, we'd like to come on the show. Uh, don't hesitate to drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. There's a fire in the hole. <laughs> There's a fire in my soul. <laughs> you are experiencing the Fire in a Hole podcast, podcast. with your hosts, Richard, the Executioner, <laughs> and Jason, the Defibrillator. I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with nicknames. Huh, it works. Nothing it's a work sticks. in progress. Mm-hmm. So, so today we had Sonia of Anomal Couture fashion designer uh creative person uh unique unique individual yeah what a beautiful person she is Mm -hmm. yes in every conceivable way this is a uh, a little piece of positive and good in this world yeah she's great and uh, we had some good talks yeah what did we what do we uh, what do we do today we talked about money laundering. Money laundering, yes. <laughs> Obviously, fashion money laundering. Yeah, you know, Panama Papers, uh, George W. Bush's paintings. Yes, he paints, apparently. Yeah. Gambling and addiction and the uh, woes of lottery winners. Yep. Yeah, talking about people who've squandered uh, fortunes. Um, and then that kind of segued into this whole idea of being an entrepreneur or being an I- independent. Yeah, we talked a lot about that. About what it's like to be an independent, to eat what you kill. Freelancer. Freelancer, looking for contracts, looking for good clients, not relying on the 9 to 5, steady, every two week paycheck. Yeah, living off the grid as it were. Yeah. Raves. Raves. Some raves. We have some rave stories. <laughs> or colorful youth. Yes. Yes, we talked about uh, her origins a little bit, how she came into the, the creatives, who inspired her, um, gays, <laughs> drag queens, yeah, uh, just just a bunch of really cool, it was a very, very nice organic sort of conversation about creativity in life. Yeah, it was wonderful. So check it out, this is episode something something. Something something. <laughs> Fire in the hole. Fire in the hole. Every day after school, I would come home and, you know, I'd flip through the pages of my mom's Vogue and Glamour and uh, I just, I look at these women, these perfect, beautiful, just unbelievable skinny women. I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't understand why I didn't look like them. I. I just didn't get it, so, um, so I, I became, what? Bulimic. You can read minds.
Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I. <laughs> oh shit. Did you have something to admit, Jason? <laughs> no. I feel like How's your bank account, <laughs> banana? <laughs> yeah, you I been wish. dodging t- your taxes. Uh, I I wish I had the means to be corrupt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that pathetic as a thought? No, I don't think so. I wish I had enough money to be able to decide if I want to be corrupt or not. Hmm. Um, or to get in trouble for evasion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if they crack down, I think they're only going to get like the small-time tax evaders anyways. The big guys are not going to get caught. Yeah. They've got layers and layers and layers. Plus, they can't just... They can't like sweep and clean house because probably half of our government members half of the people in politics that are running the show if not all if not all of them (laughs) i mean it's a system it's a system built for years like that so generations sometimes exactly yeah of course of course it's like the corruption i mean it's there because everybody agreed to participate in it right yeah and i mean who founded this country right it was all uh bootleggers Especially Canada, okay. the, the O'Keefe's, the Molsons—they were all like like rum runners, right? They were all alcohol, <laughs> basically pirates, yeah, right. Some of them even are proud of it, like they use it in their advertisements. That's true. The yeah. Sleeman was Sleeman. it Sleeman? Yeah, the Sleeman. Yeah, they're literally at this point the statute of limitations is is gone, right? It makes them more authentic that they were bootleggers. Yeah, that's actually a commercial. Like, hey, yeah, when we first, you know savaged the coasts of the labrador <laughs> in 1783 we already had the flavor we're like wait wait what the what <laughs> you come from criminals all of you and badass badass and it pays something also. yeah yeah and so it, it, minimum if the politician isn't corrupt then his family has some skeletons For sure. uh, because the minute you start making the big the big bucks it becomes a tax evasion game mm-hmm. immediately sure. you start hiding things away yeah. They're going to find like 400-year-old beaver pelts laundered yeah. somehow. And <laughs> exactly. Indian Indian treasures, yeah, like exactly. art, Indian artifacts. <laughs> I'll turn into Assassin's Creed really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Sonia. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey Jason. <laughs> Welcome. Hey, Richard. Hello. Speaking Hello. of tax evasion, no, there's no, there's no, there's no Tell segue us your secrets. <laughs> We're really glad to have you here on the, on the show. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's been kind of a... Uh, tricky to to bring it together with scheduling but like it worked out and i'm really really happy you're here thank you so much thank you for joining us happy to be there um it's a pleasure (laughs) so uh where do you hide your money (laughs) (laughs) in my hands in your hands in my my imagination invisible (laughs) yeah invisible money that's a that's a good i heard that's a good investment Yeah, yeah yeah it's creative yeah, just not making it or not getting it, and then you just imagine it, mm. and then it's no like one. It's like having it. I mean, it's kind of like having it. Yeah. Sadly, my fortune does not exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that when you have it, I guess you never have enough. So that's true. That's true. I, I, I look at these uh, some of these millionaires, and it's like they're still arguing over contracts and stuff. And exactly. Like, you're like, you know, they're afraid to lose like things that most of the people doesn't have. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. As yeah. Well. It's, it's incredible. I mean, I guess what they say too, is that people tend to augment their lifestyle. The moment they mm-hmm. make an extra hundred dollars a week, they'll find something to do with that hundred bucks. Totally. To justify right? like, it just becomes too easy. Exactly. Right. So if you, you're making, you know, if you're a boxer and you're pulling in 20 mil a fight, you start living the $20 million lifestyle, right? Mm. You're not living in a condo. 
No, but all your friends are like you, so you have to impress everybody. That's right. You're rolling with a certain crew. Exactly. You have an entourage. If you're on a nice uh, summer vacation, right? You have to keep up. Yeah, <laughs> well, boxers particularly are a vulnerable group. Uh, boxers and athletes, because when they make it, yeah, they first of all tend to be or concussed, right. <laughs> already concussed <laughs> by like they've had three, four <laughs> brain injuries, so they're not all there. Yeah. Uh, they tend to come from completely like horrible conditions mm -hmm. like boxing or football got them out of streets and violence and drug dealing yeah so they don't know they don't have any schooling no they have managers too. they have managers right decide for them exactly they have these don king I type know. of guys just waiting to pick them clean <laughs> they make all their money in one shot too and then a knee blows or like their shelf life's pretty short right yeah Yeah, they live hard, they live on big money, and then like then there's this whole idea of when you come from the have-nots. Like I keep talking about athletes, but I really mean guys like Floyd Mayweather. He's like a perfect example. Possibly the greatest boxer of our generation, but the guy is completely that model, right? Where hmm. he he almost has a press conference every time he buys a, a car or a watch and like he needs to <laughs> he needs to show that he's got the money you know and he's got the money he's got the money because he clearly comes from a poor background but it's just a matter of time mm -hmm. because before he gets hit for tax evasion or finds out his money manager has been bleeding him dry oh yeah like he's another one of those tyson stories mm -hmm. just waiting to happen for sure classic story especially yeah. the money at that at that level Oh, yeah. Millions huge, and millions and millions. Huge per paydays. Per, huge. And everyone wants a piece, right? Yeah. Everyone wants a piece. The boxing commission, the trainers. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, the thing I was reading about IMF, the, the in, uh, not the IMF, the, um, the crackdowns around the world is what the reason what's happening is they're finding out that it's not just that there are rich people trying to hide their money in tax shelters, that, but that there's it's so... It's so current that there are companies, reputable companies like KPMG and like well-known uh, uh, accounting firms that have even developed like standardized systems to do that. Hmm. Like it's part of a package they sell now. Hmm. Like, oh, would you like the, which tax evasion packages are like <laughs> number two or number three? Hmm, tell me about the benefits. Well, you see here, uh, we make sure your government doesn't know. Like it's become that flagrant. Hmm. And uh, I think if for nothing else, governments want to just sort of make a show of force. Because mm -hmm. that's the one thing about the government. They're the biggest pimps. They have to reassert their authority every once in a while. Right. And they have to make a show of force that like no one can dodge them. Right. It's almost like being a prison warden. Yeah. But in the same time, uh, most, uh, most of the government in place are there because of those tax evasion uh, Like the people who are accused of tax evasion, you know, right? So like it's run by the same gang, exactly, right? Because they, like, they paid for them to be in power, so it's they have to protect protect them in exchange, you know. So it's a yes, right. Of a legal that, mafia. So it's true that whole game of uh, a contra uh, campaign uh, contributors and lobbyists. Wait, and lobbyists and everything. So I feel so like the rich guys have to like give up some of the, like the lower level guys in order just to yeah, so just they can have something to show. So yeah. Happy that they're we have the impression that they go down but nobody's going down like That's it. It's it's <laughs> just for us to be yay. Just to appease the <laughs> public. Do something for us like. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody posing in front of like a 
mountain of cocaine or something. Yeah. Yeah. Those 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 uh, photo ops when yeah, uh, the big they bust. make these surprise seizures every couple of months. And they're super happy to catch them. Yeah, they're all like, <laughs> you're like, why are you so happy? <laughs> Everyone's high fiving each other. Yeah. I, I'm sure that the, the cops and the, the that are involved in the bust think it's the real deal, yeah. right? Like they really think their hard work has paid off. Not that somebody just went like, okay, we need to drop a couple of cases off the yeah, truck to be, uh, <laughs> just to appease the law enforcement. Right. They need, a, they need a win. Yeah. Just to balance the scales a bit. Is that too cynical? I don't know. No, I think it's the, the, the world is ruling like that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's, I mean, because... Not cynical. It's a question of keeping the power like, in a good place. Like. Yeah. I think it's a little naive to think otherwise. It's exactly. Keeping the power. I think that's a good point, Sonia. Yeah. yeah. It's about keeping the power and passing it on and mm. uh, making sure that it's there for another... Like dynasties. Yeah, dynasties, exactly. Mm. And I think if you look at um, just like organized crime, for instance, Mm -hmm. right? You just look at the mafia, all the movies you've seen, right? What happens every once in a while where they, um, I don't know, standard scenario, there's a witness Mm -hmm. and that wit, or one of the guys has turned on the gang and he's about to rat everyone out. And what do they do? They have a meeting and one of them goes like, all right, Polly. Yeah, let's talk. You're going to have to go put a bullet in him and then <laughs> we'll send you away for a couple of years. You can lay low, right? Hmm. So We'll take care of you. We'll take care of your family. Yeah. Little little Timmy's going to go to school. Exactly. You don't have to worry about anything. It's the, the Godfather 2. <laughs> we have a yeah. job for him. Like, <laughs> right? A couple of years. <laughs> so you, if you, No trouble. Even though that's kind of a cliche in the movies, you know that there's got to be in the corruption system, there's got to be that mechanism yeah. where like, hey, Bobby, so the council had a meeting and, uh, you know, you got the short straw <laughs> but you're almost like you're happy when your number comes up yeah right because suddenly you, you you get to like the worst thing you'll have to do is be on tv for a couple of months as you're dragged in and out on court and people are like ah and everyone's pointing the finger at the corrupt guy and then it blows over hmm. and you're in the cayman islands or whatever with little yeah it's like this thing with mike duffy you know like it's mike crazy. duffy yeah oh my gosh what is he got away completely clean, he got right? away and he's back in the senator room like he's back in yeah, the senate like the day after he was uh, free they said okay your chair is waiting for you <laughs> I mean, and your pension and your pension i mean yeah. it's crazy it's like what did duffy do uh, he well i think he, he f- fucked around with the uh he take money that was not deserved like was not supposed to have like in declaring fake all saying like oh that's right housing and yes like that. and when when he get caught like nigel right whatever like he told him to he paid for him but with the canadian money you know with a check of canadian money okay he quickly tried to pay back when yeah, they so, when they were sniffing around okay so he can hide this, uh, hide this controversy but uh-huh. this controversy get out so this is what uh, the story is about you right know? yeah i think what he did is he tried to declare his cottage as his residence yeah but for a thousand, like, cent mille dollars, like, one hundred thousand okay. dollars. Like, like a crazy. huge. Yeah, yeah, huge, huge amount. And it was like a chalet. Okay. Like so, like a, like a really ritz, <laughs> yeah. ritzy. Uh, really. Wasn't it complex? Like, wasn't it like Harper that kind of sent him to be the the representative for Newfoundland? Or yeah, something so? like that. And he has to have uh, a, house there. a house there. Right. So, he claimed his, his cottage as his house because he has he has to have a residence uh-huh. and then he also needs to have a residence in ottawa right because he's that's where he does his job uh-huh. exactly. so he apparently asked the, and he has all the emails to back it up mm-hmm. apparently that he asked the 
by email. I asked the boss, like, yo, can I do this? Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm going to need to get a, a place there and I'm not going to need to like write it off or whatever. And the prime minister gave him the okay. Yeah. He, he got the authorization to do it. So, oh, so like they throw him to the dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing that he did that was illegal. Like he, he, okay. just, he did what he needed to do. Legally illegal. <laughs> illegal. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think what Harper did was probably more illegal. Yeah. Totally. But he's untouchable at this point, right? I don't know. I think there might be still some consequences yeah. that come to Harper. I'm, I'm not super educated on the matter. So well, no country wrong, wants to, there's no willingness to want to put away a former leader of the, of the country away. But just imagine the credibility, like yeah, you take a huge, um, huge hit. Exactly. Even mm-hmm. if he's a former president, because all of the presidents and prime ministers all had, like a lot of them had weird scandals mm-hmm. that quietly went away after they, uh, they, they, they left office. You know, right? Like Mulroney was like knee deep mm. in the Airbus scandal and all that stuff. Okay. And that kind of went away once he was done. George W. Bush started a world war. Right. <laughs> Crimes <laughs> against humanity. Yeah, yeah. He's a fucking worm criminal. <laughs> he's a war criminal oh and we and there's no consequences that's Zero. come to him. Not he's at all. He's painting like people. <laughs> yeah, he's painting horrible paintings and smiling. Is he for painting the... now? Yeah, he's a oh, painter. have you not seen the paintings? <laughs> I have not seen the paintings. Oh. They cost a lot. <laughs> really? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> like were, if I had miss, a lot of money, I totally, I totally like encourage him. I could just kill more than millions of people. But <laughs> Let's paint. <laughs> painting in my... Did you buy his whole... Hitler, Hitler painted too, didn't he? <laughs> was he that kind of painter? I think he was. Yeah, no, but I, I'm always amazed by these, these, the rise and fall of these, these politicians and these powerful people. And sometimes it's not even corruption. Sometimes the, it's really the person who blew up their own, uh, like their own situation. Mm-hmm. Like I was reading about one of the, probably the best writers in hollywood right now one of the most respected writers he um uh, trying to remember his name let me just look it up i'm like one of the best known and i'm like i don't know his name oh wow that's the painting eh <laughs> oh wow oh and he's even got a, like a smile of happiness and he's proud. got his little apron on <laughs> he's so proud it's like they let him go back to his little uh david milch that's it david so milch, david milch he's written uh <laughs> Did, is that a painting of Putin? <laughs> Putin, his his own his dad. That's actually not bad. I actually like his paintings. I mean, it's better than I could do. But they're <laughs> they're they're like kind of Bush weird, Bush. and <laughs> I I don't know. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I I kind of I lo- I kind of like these paintings. What? <laughs> Well, he's he's a better painter than he was a president. <laughs> yes, <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, no, it's... Oh, he's even brought them on, like, the Jay Leno and stuff. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I haven't been keeping tabs Major. on him at all. <laughs> any, yeah, just uh, just Google George W. Bush paintings and you won't be disappointed. There's, there's a whole universe there? <laughs> yeah. There's a whole universe there. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Pleasure. Um, yeah, so David David Milch. So he, he created uh, shows like Deadwood. Okay. Um, and he, he has numerous, numerous credits under his, his belt. He's like an HBO darling, like the HBO people love him. Mm-hmm. Any show he wants to develop, he gets to develop. Uh, but he's, he's a professor as well at one of the universities, and he's known as this guy that continually just trains the next generation. Nice. He gives Literature back. Kind of. Yeah, he's yeah. just a brilliant, brilliant man. But mm-hmm. he apparently has, I found out yesterday, has this crushing gambling addiction. Ooh. And with horses specifically, horse racing. Yeah. 
and he apparently has blown a hundred million dollar fortune. So, and he's ouch. like seventeen million in the hole. <laughs> That's insane. Like he's living on forty five dollars a week. This is crazy. Imagine right? the life. Like everybody's think like you're a millionaire and right. you're like. <laughs> Like, Poorer than the guy that begs outside. Yeah, uh, seriously. Where are his and friends? Where is his family? Like, but do how, you have friends at this level? Do you how have can family? you? I mean, or did they try everything and he just like he runs away and he gambles? But yeah. At like, this point, like how can you not make a phone call to the racetrack and like threaten them with 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 lawsuit if they let him put down? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. If you let them put down another bet, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like a hundred million dollars just gone. If you if you're absolutely determined to bet and there's nothing you can really do if it's not going to be that it'll be something else. I guess there's something really sad about about that kind of addiction. Yeah, I mean, even for the article, they managed to get him to sit in like a horse racing, a horse track with huh. the binoculars, and like they actually did a piece on it, right? <laughs> like, like here, we'll even, pay you a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, here you'll get to okay. put one down. Yeah, holy shit! If you do this oh, interview with that's us, that's dark. That's so dark. (laughs) It almost feels like that's what they did. They literally brought... (laughs) Right? Like Any horse you want. (laughs) That's so cruel. That's so cruel, right? It's like, so we heard you had a heroin problem. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm battling back. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Listen, for the photo shoot, we really were going... We kind of wanted, like, a heroin thing. You think maybe you could just maybe shoot up just, like, once? (laughs) What? But I'm I'm recovering. Yeah, yeah, listen, we brought some really good stuff here. And uh, it's just, you know, it's... You're a writer. It's part of the... Look at the legs. Look at the legs. (laughs) Do you want to go on it? It's a sure bet. (laughs) Yeah, rocket, rocket... Rocket, you may come is definitely gonna win. Yeah, come on, it. it's, it's just one bet. And what's ru- the harm? What's the harm? And then uh, he's back uh, down the rabbit hole. But still, there it's just a proof that all you can have everything, but you will always look to. It's very rational, like to have one one hundred thousand million dollar, yeah. just whatever, just for you, you know. And it's so it's so untouchable and inimitable that those I I think. You need to feel alive for real. Like you need to co- get back in touch with the roots, you know, of life. So that's why I think addiction is coming so easily. Because it feels it's human. Like it feels the like real. A- like it's exactly. It feels human. It feels something that you're not surrounded with, which is the truth of yourself. You know, like mm. you feel like a person. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, a hundred million is enough to essentially completely alienate you from society. Totally. Right. Like you don't worry about money anymore. Right. And people like, around you are not real. Like they're all there for what you can bring them. Right. Not for who you are. Or I've seen the way David Milch writes. It's actually hilarious. Like oh, yeah, I saw writing enormous. sessions okay. uh, for Deadwood when he was writing Deadwood. And I don't know if you saw Deadwood, but it's like really, really uh, uh, profane. He wrote like this. He almost invented a language. Okay. It's like filthy Shakespeare. Ooh. So they speak in almost like these weird cadences, these weird uh, um, poetry like cadences but it's mm. all with with profanity and vulgar <laughs> and cowboys right like like f- fuck fuck poetry hmm. and he invented this style of writing and they showed him in the cottage where he writes for the show and he'll lie down on the ground with like a pillow under an arm like he'll lie down in the middle of the room there'll be a monitor mm-hmm. and behind him are like five interns with keyboards and he just like there's Say three more people yeah he's just it. like uh <laughs> Uh, go fuck yourself if you will. No, go back. 
why don't you suck a dick and he's just like 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 ad-libbing the, the dialogue off the top of his head and they're, they're just like typing it and it appears on you know like the guy is obviously a a giant mm-hmm. intellectual but uh you're yeah you're like like you said you still probably needed to feel like a person mm-hmm. yeah there's something about um gambling somebody had explained it to me that people who are addicted to gambling are addicted to the losing part of gambling mm-hmm. because it's that, yeah. it's the only time that they feel alive it's chase the dragon like yeah the losing part is the dragon so like but that's control. so counterintuitive though exactly. right like yeah you would think that the winning would be like the the big part but yeah. when you have a hundred million dollars you don't care about winning all you care about is losing exactly. and the thrill of losing yeah it's really that's really very interesting odd i've read about lottery that apparently when you buy the ticket mm-hmm. that's the highest point hmm. oh, uh, when the people buy, buy the it? buying like, of the yeah. ticket is actually the the part that's addictive hmm. like the anticipation like the, the dreaming just yeah. that moment you enter this like the ser- serotonin and like all these yeah. chemicals get released in your system yeah as you're there scratching I, in the numbers <laughs> and you're like man would i take care of some stuff yeah and that euphoria apparently is what what is actually responsible for lottery playing not so much whether you ever pulled in a g here or not mm. or lost it's just the buy the ticket buying wow yeah, and that's higher than the actual moment where you realize, like, holy shit, I just won a yeah. billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, like, that's obviously a happy moment. Yeah, but <laughs> and then it's stress, like, oh shit. Then it's stress. <laughs> <laughs> just Google it, man. The internet is littered with horror stories. Oh yeah, for that. Hmm. Of of oh, yeah, uh, yeah. of lottery winners, yeah. it's littered with it. Uh, something like I've even heard uh, statistics, like seventy percent come back poorer than they were before, or they die. Yeah. Or they get killed, yeah. or they go into depression and they commit suicide, and wow. like this story after story of people going like, "I wish I'd never won this goddamn money." But wow. how can you appreciate appreciate something that you never work for, or just like you think that's think, what it is? I think, but they said that um, lots of people who play the lo- but many most of people who play the lottery uh, always dream of how they can spend their million or their money that they're gonna win yeah and they never think of how they can do the money by themselves like how they could actually make it yeah like they know exactly how they're gonna spend it but nobody knows how to do it so Uh (laughs) i mean (laughs) right and that's true yeah you'll spend years thinking about where you where you would throw the money but not not actually generating the cash like it's true that's interesting it's like the american dream it's yeah. like the current American dream. It used to be like work really hard, and then you could and now make something. Play hard and yeah. Well, the goal wasn't you. to be rich, <laughs> right? <laughs> the goal didn't used to be being a millionaire. Hmm. The goal used to be being able to like buy a house, mm-hmm. have a car, and provide for Security your kids, and have a retirement, mm-hmm. and then just like give your kids an education. Maybe that was kind of a nice thing. Yeah. But somewhere like in the eighties, I guess it became an individualist. Gold, yeah, it became like this big gold rush of like. Mm-hmm. I mean, then again, America's love affair with get quick, get rich quick, yeah, started yeah. pretty much with its foundation, mm-hmm. right, yeah. right down to the American like dream, the gold rush in the in the mountains. Totally, it's true. You know, <laughs> it was the gold rush that that's kind of alive, built yeah. into their fabric of this idea of mm-hmm. like, hey, I heard if we go west, you know, there's this river and there, it's got gold, it's got silver. Yeah. <laughs> and the country was built by these tycoons, mm-hmm. right? Who like conquered the wild with the railroad and 
they conquered the silver trade and the gold trade and of course massacred the shitload of indians sure. in the process and everyone just wants to become instagram famous now yeah now it's like they don't even want like the money's not even an issue now yeah you just want the the the, the likes and the, or it used to yeah, be like I'll, I'll be discovered you know i'll go to a cafe and someone some rich, <laughs> somebody's rich gonna producers. find me so beautiful <laughs> that's it exactly finally i'm gonna see. be set up for life you'll it's, see <laughs> it's only a matter of time i just have to wait right <laughs> yeah my exactly. time is, my time is coming i don't have to do anything i just have to wait it's a function of time well I, the only work i have to put in is to, to those instagram pics right yeah mm-hmm. i have to have those snapchat things and i have to be an early adopter and well, it's almost like the Paris Hilton and the Kim Kardashians kind of reinforced that whole That's thing. That's what because started they, it, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been a thing for a really long time, but then, then it became like, oh, okay, it's, 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 it's on, possible. you know? Yeah. But is she the first one? Is, she, is Paris Hilton like the first do-nothing heiress that became like known for being, being known? Yeah. It feels like she started that. She started that. something like... Her and Nicole At least everybody Richie else like pretended to do things. Right. Mm. She all what, what did she have like a sex tape? She did the she had the was the first one with the she sex had tape show, and the, like this blend first I think she people. but that was but later no tape, it's true it's true there was a sex tape yeah. but I think the first was the reality show that was built on the premise that her and Nicole Richie were basically trust fund babies and had nothing to do and before that show they were already being paid to go to parties and stuff yeah but like that's really really they were instagram what famous called? before instagram do you remember it was just nicole richie and her yeah and but i don't they'd have they'd, they'd bring them to a farm to like to like uh milk cows and oh how <laughs> hilarious because i just remember like when i was younger i just saw this thing and it, they were like in a walmart and they were saying like oh my gosh <laughs> Does that exist? Like a T-shirt at this price and all these stupid things, like that everybody like. Like it's like, the reality yeah. of most of. They people, came down you know, from the crystal towers exactly. to see how the mortals lived and yeah. The mortals. You, this is a good example. Yeah, though, it felt right? like that exactly. was the first taste, yeah. and then, uh, then the Kardashian mm. era, which we somehow uh, can't seem the to selfishness. Every time it seems like we're we're done, there's like another child, there's another Kardashian girl that comes like. I don't it's know. like they're I'm just, just cloning so them. They're that. cloning <laughs> them somewhere. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, okay, let's address this. Yeah. Uh, Sonia, you're a uh, you're a designer. I'm tired of this emptiness. <laughs> you're a very good designer. <laughs> you have a very respected brand and and a beautiful clothing line name uh, um, and just like like renown. Like you're 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 very respected and I I love your clothes. Like I mean, maybe I'm not a good indicator because I'm I know very little about fashion but your stuff is stylish it's well made it's uh celebrities constantly come to you for for your clothes and stuff like that so you do have a contact a little bit you do have to kind of put up with this scene a little bit as a designer no well first of all thank you for all these (laughs) beautiful states no but it's absolutely true work Mm -hmm. but it's true it's always a question that i'm asking to myself like why when i look the purpose why i do that is Often it has no answer except the fact that I feel free to do whatever I love the way I want to do it. After, why do I do these clothes for celebrities? And like, because I think maybe in our normal life, like we have, we all have a dreamy, dreamy part that is unex- like it's explore, but not enough explore. Like and the fantasy, a side. fantasy uh-huh. world that we create in our in our heads. 
and it's full for me for me it's full of sparkle and lights and fun and yeah you've <laughs> always been very you know? very openly dreamy yeah yeah and uh, bubbly person, and everything yeah. and still i'm really uh, aware of the reality because we're living in it every day and it's it's easy to feel in the heaviness of life you know yeah so when i go in my world i just create another world that i just imagine myself like not myself because i don't see anyway i just imagine a utopic world you know okay so there's a utopia <laughs> somewhere in this fantasy exactly utopia like after what what it served to like i'm happy that it's it helps women to explore themselves and to expose themselves the way they want to with to the be, clothes you mean with the clothes okay. exactly so i'm happy that it served that point for those people because sure. at the end this is my customers and There's a huge creative side and people yeah. want to... And your, your pieces are unique. We oui, and it's unique and it's made for you to explore some side of you, like of your femininity or your masculinity, because I do... I'm specialized in women, but I also do men. And my purpose is really to bring you to another level, like to another step, which make you feel in power with yourself and makes you free and to be whoever you want to be the way you want to, to mm -hmm. be, you know. Kind of take power, yeah. Exactly. And Mine's your clothes, your, your clothes definitely do, they do radiate that. like a sort of, you don't make like like party clothing no. or Coachella clothing, right? Like there's a certain amount there's, of like, I'm here to do business. Yeah, I'm exactly. It's to, power. Like uh -huh. it's, you go there and you're, my, my, the ladies that I dress, they're really assured of what they want and where they want to go and what they want to represent. But Ah, oh, it's it's hard because sometimes like you have the customer side of it, you have your creative side of it, you know, and it's and you have the reality, which is just clothing at the end, you know, like it's just it's not surgery. Yeah, no, it's not right. the surgery. So I I decide to approach it more like a heart piece because my uh, way to create is more like uh, it's more like an artist process. Okay, say. like you make like you create a, a masterpiece or yeah. you create a you create well, a just, work of I just I don't want to pretend to do masterpiece, but just the approach is really like spontaneous intuitive i work with what i have when i with the time i have to do it's often it's like a couple of days yeah that's <laughs> something like that that's, like that's if I'm the lucky, contractor's nightmare budget, across the board like right crazy budget and i have to do like million bucks and i need it tomorrow dress, you know yeah. <laughs> and i need tomorrow exactly and it has to be <laughs> custom perfectly you know so it's crazy but it's a challenge also as a designer as a technical uh, Technology, as we can yeah, like say, you like, like techno the technology of it, the technology right? of like it, the fabrics and the and the cutting and like. Is that part of, of the rush for you? Um, secretly, I mean, I know we'd all rather have clients come to us in an orderly fashion, pay us what 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 we're yeah. worth, yeah. <laughs> and our time, and give us ample opportunity to deliver the product. Yeah, but that's never the case, right? Not even in nobody's world. No, but it's, are you a little bit? Do you like the rush a little bit of having people demand sort of the impossible and then Oh, deliver? oftenly. My customers are really, really uh, picky and difficult and they really want the best. But the best uh, is a matter of perception. Like me, I, just, I can just quantify the best by the quality of the production, uh, the quality of the cut. Like what is, what you can put a, a name on it or a note on it. All the rest is a perspective, you know, mm -hmm. matter. Yeah, is it beautiful so, or is it not? Is it Exactly, you like quality? it, you don't. I mean, we can discuss about that, but we have different, different heights, you know. 
Do you thrive in that kind of stressful environment? Like, do you, For sure. Do you like super that? Super stressful. Well, but do you like it or you don't I like it? I used to like it a lot. Yeah. And I used to live a bit like the gambling story, you know? Right. Like, like because it's a bit story. of that. Yeah. I feel alive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we invest everything, like our times, our money, everything for a customer that maybe not will, that will maybe not like it at the end, you know? Right. Mm. And you cannot, uh, you cannot be put down by the reaction of the customer because it's yourself you know like your creation is a part of you so you have to say okay that's okay i accept it so what's next so do we gonna work again together i don't know but we'll see maybe we'll have more ideas later on that will fit together will we learn to like you roll the dice a little bit exactly it really is like gambling you're it's like rolling gambling. the dice and yeah. sometimes it's like a jackpot you know and it's like wow it's work it works perfectly and the relation was amazing and but often it's a lot lot of works for a small uh, Small reward, yeah. reward at Absolutely. the end. Absolutely. Yeah. I think just, we all understand this, right? Yeah. We've all yeah, freelanced. Sure. Yeah. And it's, and we've all had the people come to us and be like, you're like, okay, well, what would you like to do? Um, and they're like, I would like it to be great. And you're like, uh-huh. What do you like? I, I don't know, but I like things. Can you give me I the best? I don't like. Can okay, you give me the best of what I don't like? <laughs> that's a start. That thing I don't like. Yeah, Can you yeah. give me the best quality of it? Mm. Now. <laughs> maybe yeah i don't know or it's like oh no you you decide you're the expert and then you come back with some of Something your, your greatest work expert? and they're like what was this like yeah, yeah. that's not what i asked for i was like yeah it is or they think that uh this is like you could you could drop such a laundry list of of client brain fart type situations yeah <laughs> where where the another version of the well uh you're the expert so i'm gonna let yeah. you run with it sometimes that means uh, I think that you're gonna. You have so much fun doing this that I'm not gonna have to pay for all the conception. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All the time that you spend comes, conceiving. Oh. Yeah. Right. Because I hope you're so proud of yourself. <laughs> when I heard that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would be prouder. Like if I felt. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, this is like when you run your business out of your home, for instance, right? Yeah. Exactly. And then the customer realizes that suddenly they start showing up whenever they feel like it because they just assume you're home yeah. all the time hmm. right and unless you that's why people even create special entrances to their home offices sometimes it's mm-hmm. not even because they need it but just to communicate to the customers that this is still business hours right and you have boundaries you have a life and oh, you have yeah. to same for you in your mind you have to keep uh, before I have a, before I had a, ca- a kid like I just live to work Right. And work to live. Like that was my mo- my mojo. Like we're both working work like my boyfriend and I. So the kid arrived and we're like, wow, life changed. Not yeah. just life changing experience, but like whole everything. <laughs> yeah. So now you have schedule, work schedules, you have things. And it took a lot of years to adjust to that, you know, because you felt in jail. You felt like you felt super happy with the the little boy that is just arriving yeah, in this so world have a, have but at the same time your life is disappearing and like all your objective and uh, your goal your life goal are like are seem so far away <laughs> because you have somebody more important to take care of and after a moment you accept it and you're like well life is long have lots of things to discover and it's not just about like i'm not the work like you are somebody else and what you do or what you yeah you're not just your 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 profession or whatever yeah and you forget you tend to forget about all these other side of you that you you have to discover and play with which is uh, yeah traveling or just just just, just have other objectives other objectives just, yeah 
it's so able it, to sit and look at the window like yes yeah. <laughs> simple things just take a coffee somewhere have a coffee somewhere exactly. and, and and just meet look, a friend that's you meet a friend yeah before you never had time to do that and now you're like well it's that imp- it's enough it like it's that much important to meet a friend and to meet a customer like it's my balance yeah. my mental balance yeah. so right. it gives space for that and you learn to live your life differently and not to uh run for fake success which is like the success that we see in the medias and like the glamour the photographs it's fun but it's not real like it's like professional success is only part of the equation right there's a whole other dimension to success as being like a successful human being exactly like the professional success should give you the wings to do whatever else you want to do you know just not just to run after to be the best and to make more and it's constantly the all more and more and more just exactly. th- there's never an end to it, right? It's just no, more, more, you more. You will never be happy, if, I think, if you go in that field because there's always somebody who's going to have more than you and things like that. So. Yeah, well, fashion is a, it's, it's, it's specifically a tricky world, like, yeah. right? Because yeah, there's that artistic side, but then you're ostensibly dealing with people who are chasing that. Wants to be better than everybody else. Right. And they want to blow everyone away at exactly. the next gala. They want to make other so people jealous. the danger of it. You cannot create and thinking of that because when you do that it shows in the creation that you just want to impress you know right so you have Mm. to as a creator you have to discover the people you dress and what are uh, the subtleties that these people are and which side of this person you want to show to the world oh that's interesting so So you study your client yeah i love to build relationship with my and just figure out what they're about and then go okay do you tell them that, we, they, yeah. that we should explore this side of your personality? I tell, like, they always come with an idea. And after I, I try to bring them to another ideas, which is my world. Like, <laughs> you came to see me, so I try to make you discover the world, my world. And after how can we collide our two worlds so we can give you the best for you? Because uh-huh. it's custom creation. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I guess I would do that for clients, too. And you would do that for clients, too, right? But You're sort of like, okay, come in with your ideas, but I'm here to... You to know, push to help you to like a hairdresser, it. yeah, right? exactly. Mm. Like, okay, you want like a I don't know, a 1950s type haircut? Okay, we can do that. But let me show you and let me talk to you about your 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 bone structure and and mm-hmm. what you may how we we may want to alter it in order to ma- make you look the best that you can look with this hairstyle. I guess is an analogy I could think of. Mm-hmm. Is it similar? Exactly. Yeah, it's a bit similar. Like, totally. It's to help. Uh, discover new so does it mean sometimes that you also have to stop people in their tracks right yeah i'm thinking again if we're in the hairdresser scenario i'm thinking about the four foot eleven mm-hmm. chubby cafeteria lady that comes in with the picture of angelina jolie <laughs> and wants that hairdo right because that happens in every business yeah, yeah. every consultancy right mm-hmm. they're like oh look we saw the mercedes uh, ad campaign and we want you to do it for 500 dollars yeah. right <laughs> it happens all the time every, like they every bring field. me like those dl dresses and they're beautiful they're fantastic but they never have more than 500 dollars to yeah. do that you know or if they do like have to look for it like <laughs> and i'm like well i can do something inspired by that but you have to pay for that and that's the reason why it's that expensive you know because there's a lot of work and it's made of diamonds (laughs) and there's a lot of hand work it's almost like fundamentally (laughs) some people don't think it through and they figure that when someone says dior yeah 
five thousand dollar dress they accept that price because yeah. the tv and the magazine said that that's the price but it, when they have want to make one of one for themselves yeah. they don't see that value they're like well five hundred dollars should be enough right mm-hmm. um, well like, it just ne- it does not even cost the fabric costs <laughs> right <laughs> so it doesn't even cover the- how, how do you think i should live while I'm doing your dress or yep. your creation <laughs> you know I'm just paying the fabric so <laughs> it's fun it's super interesting but it's there's a very good analogy of this in uh, one of my f- probably my favorite com- comedy movie ever which is The Three Amigos mm-hmm. I know this is going to sound like it makes no sense with what we're talking <laughs> about but there's like Bear a with him. He'll, brilliant he'll analogy of this <laughs> so in the film this little village is being terrorized by bandits and they see a movie Because it's silent film era, mm-hmm. and they see the three amigos in the movie, and but they don't know cinema is brand new at this age, so they think those are three, the three amigos are real, and they save people. Okay. So the little village mammy and her son go to the telegram office to write them a letter to help to ask them to come and save them from real bandits, right? So they're like, she sits down and she's like, never been in the telegram office before, and she's like, uh, to the amigos. Please come to our village. We are stop the evil uh, El you Guapo. Are very brave. You are very brave, and we will. <coughs> we don't have much, but we will. We will pay you what we can. Thank you. And the telegram guy is like, "Okay, that'll be like fifty bucks." And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> we have t- we have ten. And the guy has like the actor. I don't know who he is, but he's got the most brilliant face. He just goes, "No problem. I'll give you the ten dollar version." And he, and it, the ten dollar <laughs> version ends up being like. Uh, You are great. Come to village. Stop. And then he's like, hmm. the infamous <laughs> El Guapo, hundred dollars, whatever. And then the message ends up being so uh, edited yeah. that the three moron actors think this is an acting job. Oh no! And then begins the adventure as they show up and they think that <laughs> this is a movie shoot, but they're actually up against real killers. <laughs> but that scene with the telegram—that's essentially every meeting. Yeah. Right, mm. they're like, oh well, I saw Angelina, and then I saw like Kim Kardashian, and uh, the, the dress she won, and I want that. And you're like, okay, that's great. Well, we could definitely start talking about that. Exactly. Um, what you're asking for, uh, I mean, okay, so like, the fabrics alone, or you know, mm-hmm. it, that's an investment. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I have like two hundred dollars, and you're <laughs> like, bom, bom, bom. <laughs> exactly. Any and freelance? You know, I'm not a surgeon. I'm yeah, not a surgeon. So yeah, you won't look like the pictures but we can manage to find a way to make it happen but you have to be the one to disappoint what were you going to say richard the you learn really quickly when you're doing the freelance stuff is like the first question you ask them is what's your budget you know right opposed to like you know when you first start out you're like start making all these plans but what you're going to do and then like the budget only comes later when you ask them about it huge mistake or when they volunteer the information but right out of the gate you have you know because exactly for that reason you have to say like What's your budget? What's your budget? Yeah, yeah but even that, like, oh, yeah, even that like doesn't solve the the problem, right? Because a lot of people <clears throat> just go, well, you know, uh, I'm just I'm willing to pay, you know, I'm okay with like people are irresponsible yeah. with their purchases, um, so they'll be like, you know, well, whatever, you know, um, you tell me, and you're like, no, 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 you tell me what this idea is worth to you, and I'll tell you if it's possible or not. Yeah. <laughs> Because if you're here because like you have a goal in life yeah. and you you know this is what you want to do professionally or you have to have this outfit, mm-hmm. then we then I know that you're committed 
And even if you don't have like the two grand right now, you'll work and you'll wait the six months that'll take you to mm-hmm. to save up. And you'll you'll hear me when I tell you how this is going to be budgeted, right? But when you ask them what's your budget, you can tell the right away if they just saw a movie hmm. or they were they did something and they were like, oh, I really, I, you know, it'd be really awesome. An Iron Man suit of armor, yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. It would be the I would be the prettiest girl at the dance, and then they show up at your door, right? And the that's that's what sucks. You mm. have to bring them back to reality, and then they give you all the disappointment. Yeah, exactly. Like, like oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm the one that's disappointed. I just wasted half an hour listening to your bullshit <laughs> <laughs> and having to bring you and back. And I was super interesting. For yeah. Interested for yeah. like for real. What about my disappointment? <laughs> I got excited. Exactly. I scheduled you. I took time time yeah. out of my day to meet your 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 uh, stupid ass. Yeah. And you just. Oh. I'm the one that I'm the bad guy. It's I thought thing. I was gonna make a Kim Kardashian dress. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's a fantasy world, huh? That's. Yeah. Like, we cannot be surprised to have uh, this kind of answer because we sell dream, you know? We sell, like... That's a good point. And we just have to assume it and to... I hate the world educate, but to make understand why it works that. Like, yeah. still today, I have, like, this bustier that takes me, like, 10 hours to do, okay? And I have it uh, at the workshop, and it's a sample, so it has been wear for photo shoots and things like that. It's, a, not, it's a popular piece? The it's, a, it's one of my popular pieces, but this one has just been made like a couple of months ago and it was almost never worn because I didn't want to abuse uh, abeement, you, know, yeah. you know? So this customer comes today and she's like, oh, I love, and it's perfect, Bustier, like never fit me. And this one is really awesome on me. It's perfect, I want it, how can I get it? And I tell her the price, like, but I said, since it's a, it's a sample, I can make you 20% off of the price, you know? And still, and the price was really good. It like didn't, super reasonable. Like super reasonable. Mm-hmm. And for the time it takes me. You're still taking a little bit of a pay cut. Right? Exactly. Like, I don't have a lot of pay on that. And still, she was like, well, uh, you know, why? I, I think it's really expensive again. Like, Oh, she I'm had the like, boss to say that? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I do it by hand. You know, like it takes me 10 hours to do that. And it's a really good price for what you got. And she said, well, I have almost the same, but uh, it's like a really non-label too. And it costs me like half the price of that. So I'm like... People don't realize how insulting that is to say they that. Don't, they, they really don't. And they don't want to be insulting either. Like for them, it's reasonable to think like they go in a mass market store they buy things that people are not paid to do you know right and third world mass produced exactly and same if they're paid a bit like their rent and their life uh, price is not the same than hers in here like just have a workshop a workshop here because so like because that much of a rent you know that you live in yeah, yeah and they don't see the value no they don't see, and i receive you in my showroom and things like that and you Tell me all those things that, and I have to keep a smile and say, well, let me think of what I can do so you can be pleased and maybe you want it at the end of it, you know? Right. So, but this is the, the error because me, I always want, I'm a people pleaser. So I want everybody to be happy and I want, I, I hate to be elitist. Like just, just think of, I know my work is worth that much and because of the skills and the time I invest in that. Yeah. But... I don't want it to be just uh, available for the elite, 
You know, I think everybody should have the right to have a hands on. Right. It. it shouldn't just be for the rich, the powerful. Exactly. You'd like to have, yeah, you'd like to be able to make it available to regular folks. To right. regular folks. But I, I know that it's expensive for like uh, the normal, like the ner- average selling right. people. So, but I try to put wine, like water on my wine and say, well, I can, I can adjust a Let's bit. Let's work something so, out. Yeah. yeah, because I want to reach our both the world like the two world together the bridge kind of both yeah and make them taste a bit of but what that ends up have. costing but you all the time right exactly and those people like most of these people doesn't see the value of it because they're used to buy like at target and it doesn't exist anymore but all these it's the H&M way we're educated like it's that. the way we're educated exactly and i feel like uh advertisement is almost designed to miseducate you about value totally because they're that's how they get you through the door right they they'll show you a product that cannot possibly be Uh, for free no and they'll say it's free it's impossible and then you're like oh my god they will show you a picture like H&M like full picture of beautiful life and beautiful clothes but they will never show you the using that collapse yeah (laughs) that dwindles and all the family that's been destroyed by those the collapsing workshops in Bangladesh exactly and the the modern slavery you know that's a great art project idea by the way yeah to just like (laughs) Like Banksy's or Ban- Banks Banksy Banksy Banksy. Banksy. Yeah. I always say Banksy Bank Banksy. <laughs> so Banksy, yeah, just replace all the the big advertisements, you know, for like okay. Joe Fresh or whatever. Yeah. Would just like uh, just in the night, just plaster a big <laughs> photograph blow up of like one of those collapsed wow. workshops with the people awesome. standing on the rubble, hmm. and be like Joe Fresh, live it, live the dream, live or the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Are those poor disenfranchised workers wearing like the clothes that they that they are making? Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's true. That'd be like a great. Apparently, yeah. the most depressing thing that uh, it was Bill Burr, I think, he was talking about it, where uh, you know how like two teams will be in the championships, right? Yeah. Or the last four in a tournament, and obviously, it's any day, any moment, the the champion is crowned, right? Mm-hmm. So they always have championship jerseys made for both teams. And, like, obviously one of them will lose. Mm-hmm. And all of those shirts apparently end up in the third world. Okay. So there's these guys walking around, like, in flip-flops in Malaysia or whatever, wearing, like, uh, Stanley Cup uh, sweaters from teams that lost. That lost, exactly. Right? That's where that <laughs> swag ends up in. And it's, like, it's like it's weird how it creates an almost alternate universe where all these other teams won <laughs> in the third world, right? But uh, it's true. I remember when Apple first started doing that campaign, you know, where the first, first iPod campaigns where it was like the silhouette of a person yeah. dancing yeah. with like the wires coming out of the ear. Somebody had, inf- I remember in New York, uh, hit up the main advertisement downtown and it replaced the silhouettes with like people that were in uh, Abu Ghraib prison with the like, you know, like the there was that scandal oh, yeah. of the mistreated prisoners. Right. Okay. And replaced all the silhouettes with like, you know, <laughs> People in the third world like suffering as a result of our first world lifestyle and stuff. Wow. So that's deep. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. You, you, it is really hurtful as an artist to realize that in a way, the only way to really get paid is to cater to the rich. Like yeah, that's a hurtful um, idea. That's, or, you know, that but it's, it's a reality. And when you don't, like you accept that or not and when you don't accept that well the way to to succeed to achieve of living of your dream is getting harder because you don't want to play the game you know so that's my problem that's my problem too (laughs) because 
me, I always think that might be crazy, uh, a crazy way to approach it in our society of today, because we always say that the customer are kings and like the customer's always right. The customer's always, always right. right. Yeah, another and me, fallacy. I'm against that. Like, it's not that I don't respect my customer. I'd, like at the opposite of it. I respect them as I respect myself, you know? So I said, if you come to me, it's because I can give you something that you cannot find somewhere else. So or do yourself. Real, it's an equal relationship that we build. I receive you, I listen to you, and I'm really uh, honest with that. So I'm not your slave. You're not my boss. We have a relationship and we want to build something together. So we are equal at the end. You pay me, I work for you. <laughs> like, not only for you, but I work to create an idea that will please you at the end. So You're commissioning work from a professional. Exactly. You're a service provider. So yeah. But this you, is a relationship that I think people don't, in, in a regular society, we just don't educate people on what no, that is. No, because we're educated on the hierarchy, you know? Like, you have to listen to the to the top all the time there's a, yeah, you know there's a but pyramid. me i don't believe in that because what is this idea of somebody is most 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 important than you you know everybody is important we need everybody in this world to make it happen you know of course so for except sure. ted cruz <laughs> except ted cruz but he's gone now <laughs> yeah sorry go on <laughs> but uh, yeah i think i think we we built a relation so it should be equal and nobody should be king or queen like we have a discussion and we're going to find solution to make it balance and a mutually beneficial exactly. relationship. Mutually. Yeah. So me it's I almost like time. I wish I could give people like um, a little information packet when yeah. they want something from me. Hmm. I kind of do it verbally. Remember we talked about this because when you're creative yeah. or when you're a provi service provider, what happens every time somebody happens to have an idea or talks need has a need and they find out that you you know about that stuff what do they do what's what's what, what do they do immediately they try to get the service for free mm -hmm. be good for your portfolio it'll be good for your portfolio yeah the visibility exposure yeah, visibility <laughs> yeah. um, run I'm like do you work for visibility you do you go on the stage and do the interview yeah. for visibility i mean we should <laughs> we should create that's you pay your pool <laughs> we should create a, a mock currency like a mock yeah uh, like in devise right yeah. like a mock currency like that's exposure dollars yeah. And just <laughs> exposure just, dollars, just exactly. like Instagram with all the exposure money. As as we're Make like, it rain. we're we're like, you know. Can I exchange it for real money when I have enough? Like, that's right. <laughs> the new Bitcoin. Exactly. Can I pay my mortgage with that money? Yeah. Right. Can we like go and exchange? Well, there's that old joke about the doctor who's at at a party, yeah. and uh, he's talking to a lawyer <clears throat> over like the buffet table, and <clears throat> the doctor's complaining to the lawyer, and he's like, you know, man, yeah like i'm so sick of my job sometimes really but you make good money yeah i know but you know people find out you're a doctor and immediately like people come up to your parties and fucking show you their rashes and they're like it's trying at to your get party yeah yeah anywhere you they find out you're a doctor they're like can you take a look at this just it'll just take a moment my wife yeah. has this weird spot in the back of her neck and you're just like i'm i'm eating couscous can you just leave me alone i'm i'm not at the just Book an appointment, goddamn it, right? They, they, they immediately try to get on mm -hmm. you. And the lawyer's like, oh, well, you know, there's a really easy way of dealing with that. The doctor's like, how? He's like, well, you give him the advice and then you just bill them. You just send them a bill in the mail, mm -hmm. right? And he's, the doctor's like, that's really, that's great. Thanks, man. He's like, no problem. I'll send you my bill. And, just, <laughs> and the lawyer just leaves, just fucks off to the other oh, side of the party. <laughs> right? Thanks for the party. <laughs> but the version that I came up with, yeah. 
which is sort of inspired by conversations I had with Richard, is now the way that I stop someone who's all like, oh my God, you make films? I totally have an idea for a film. I get this like once a month. Oh, for sure. Oh my okay. God, I have this idea for a film. We All should work together. my life, I thought about ideas. Yes, because you know, my <laughs> life is actually super interesting yeah. and I just have these crazy stories and I think like if we could just film them, it could be like a series and then I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Carnation uh-huh. effect. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe sometimes a person legitimately has something cool to pitch me, but what I'll do right away is if I get the impression that they're suggesting a partnership yeah. as opposed to just, can you do this for me? Yeah. Make my dreams come true, Sonia, <laughs> which I'm sure you get, right? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> when you get, when I get the impression that maybe there's a potential for a, an act, this is somebody who might actually want to co- cooperate, yeah. not just try to use me. Uh, I'll give them a little piece of homework right mm-hmm. away. So I'll be okay. like, so That's I'll be like, okay, I'm like, that sounds really interesting. So listen, what I'd like you to do, uh, can you just type up a quick three, four paragraph email to me, maybe even just point form mm-hmm. and just like l- outline your ideas to me and then we'll take it from there. And they're like, oh my God, yeah, I'm totally going to do that. And they never do it, ever. They don't take the time to put to no. their own ideas on the plate. And no, it, work on them. they're excited at that moment when they're with you, yeah. but then they just deflates. And then if you just give them this little homework, mm-hmm you filter out like 90% of this it type could be of the person. simplest thing that takes like two seconds to do yeah totally send me an email yeah. anything people are so lazy <laughs> I've even asked people to send me just links to the things that they're talking about because they'll be like I want a video yeah I'll be like okay well send me like four or five links of things you've seen that you're inspired by that that's that the, the like neighborhood similar to what you want yeah, yeah. can't do it yeah can't do it no, I th- that was super powerful I started doing the, exactly the same thing yeah it's great isn't it yeah it's amazing it just, you should it try it so yeah, if, not, if you don't do it already you probably do it already for, um, a couple of times and one particular time like, yeah tell us there about was this uh, <laughs> I was I had this relationship with this uh, client X client X customer yeah. or whatever <clears throat> and it was super cool like we had a super relationship and everything but at the point I gave like everything I had and it became so easy. Like it looks so easy what I did, what I my work. Then the 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 other person take it as a granted. You know, like it was so easy for me that sh- I always can do good prices oh. and good work for almost nothing. So you showed them. So you showed you you gave you kind of I'm made a gesture, yeah, so. and they took advantage. They thought this was the deal every yeah. time. So at a certain point, I said, you know what, you gotta stop because me, I'm I cannot work for free all the time like that, and I cannot. Just create what you have in mind. I, have to, I can create what I have in mind, but you, if you want me to create what you have in mind, you have to pay for me for that because at a certain point, it's a. Yeah, you this know, is the guy coming up dream. to your restaurant sampler bucket with the chicken on the little toothpick. Exactly. And then just going back to the line and just like then leeching over the counter and grabbing the chicken and eating it. And you're oui. like, whoa, dude, they this is a sample. sample. <laughs> this is a sampler. I'll, I'll give you a for second you pace, sample. You know, and after you know why you come to me, you know. Right. And. And she she tried like to make me understand something, and I said, you know what? I think I really don't see your vision. If it, yeah, but it's super easy, Sonia. You'll see, you'll see. It's super. Easy. I, I mean, I've been working for that on eight hours already, and I'm not paid for that. And <laughs> I have other things to work on. If it's so easy, do it yourself. Yes. And she said, okay, I'm gonna do it myself. I said, okay, the scissors are there, the fabric is there, the mannequin is there. Good luck. She took the scissors, she took the fabric, she got a piece. She went on the mannequin. <laughs> 
was so fun to see. And she plays the. She the was fabrics. trying to be a, a, a like yeah, a a designer. impromptu designer. Yeah, because it's it looks so easy to do what I did, you know. <laughs> and she said, "Oh, I'm gonna do it like that," you know. And she started to do. I'm telling you, four minutes after four minutes, and she, it's been eight hours. She begged me to, for me to do that, you know. Uh-huh. After four minutes, she said, "Oh, well, I think we're gonna." Let this idea go. <laughs> wow. I was like, that's it? <laughs> that's a cla- How many times have you had people telling you how easy your job was, Richard? Oh, yeah. That Isn't that the best part? Yeah. They have no idea what the fuck oh, to talk about. They're like, well, you'll just quickly put together a, a thing for me, right? Right, right. No, and you're like, what's time. this quick? Where are you getting this from? <laughs> and you had to go, go, you're going to have fun to do that. You'll yeah. see. <laughs> you realize it's a lot of work, right? You're asking. Right, but it's not. But I mean, it's just one, two, three, right? Like there's templates. There's templates. They hear, they, you do it. They hear oh, words like templates. You're like, the reason it looked easy is because I'm fucking good at this. <laughs> but you don't can't yeah. say that. Right? I mean. <laughs> or, or it's the I same thing know. as Sonia's uh, describing, you know, like you, they come to you with like uh, a website that's like cost clearly like several million dollars to, to put together that's interactive they literally googled like, best websites in the world yeah they right? went to like the mazda website <laughs> which allows you to like design your car in real time in three and dimensions then, <laughs> and then submit it to be produced for you and then delivered to your home and you know they're like oh yeah you can do that for me for like a few hundred right right <laughs> like, well that was one of the examples where I, I give them the homework i was like yeah give me a couple of websites that you like and they just Go for the most expensive websites on the planet. For sure. Like, okay. <laughs> they I don't. Base, you know? <laughs> that's it. And I also I don't make websites. <laughs> so. Information became so easy that we are over-informed by things we are not supposed to know, we are not that uh, great to know. But that is something what never existed before. So it is too dangerous to say, no, it was better before. It wasn't better. It was just different. It's up to us to adjust to our times, the times are not supposed to adjust to our perhaps passiest taste. So you have to be careful. You like it or you don't like it. The question is, that's the way it is. You can do nothing against it. That's an evolution. Uh, and the evolution cannot be stopped and will not be stopped tomorrow morning. So Sonia, you, did, did you yeah, always know said. that you, um, <laughs> did you, uh, did you always know that you wanted to do fashion or clothes or is it is it an old i feel like oh, it's you a, know when i was a little girl no <laughs> i won't play that game I, I love that i love that you don't have your little your little uh, like uh, narrative no but seriously like was it always uh, a thing you were were you playing with sewing machines when you were a kid or well i was a marginal when i was younger now it doesn't show that much but when i was young it, it was like i really love to explore uh, part of m- myself and my personality with clothes okay so since i could not find in store what what I was I you imagine I these things and yeah. I imagine so I decided to start doing these myself and I had a grandmother who was a, ah there it is she was a seems like she wasn't a seamstress but she has a talent on that but back in the day everyone knew how all the women especially exactly knew they, they had a little for the kids and yeah. things like that so mm. now they're older and everybody buys so when you're a kid and you want things she does that for she you she could you know? sew it for you yeah and i found it was so magical that everything i can imagine she can do it so she showed me and i was really really young i was like seven years or and like i was putting her in. heels and <laughs> sewing oh you were, machine, you were that you okay know? <laughs> you were that little girl walking around with the with the feather boa and the high well heels. not in my home because okay. my home my mom was a punk freak you know oh, your mom was a punk oh that's <laughs> well, right your mom is kind of punky <laughs> exactly. even today 
well, it doesn't show on physically, but mentally, yes. <laughs> you really? Can, uh, so she had like the, the denim jackets and oh, the patches still, and stuff? Yeah, and uh, patches and combat boots and she still have those and Mohawks. And That's so cool. And we don't tend to think of the, those people eventually becoming parents, but of course they become parents too. And she too. was such a good, like the best mother on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, she will kill her, like she will die for me. Like yeah. she will do everything. Super and, mom. Superman and she works hard and she was a ouvrier, you know, like she works in a blue collar worker. Okay. Yeah, in a hostel and she was the laundry, you know, and she works crazy, crazy hours just for us to have a good quality of life. As my fathers too, they were okay. both hard working people, people. Okay. and with good hearts and generosity. But with my mom is a strong power, like a strong person. So I, I often tend to disappear behind her opinion, you know. And my grandmother was the glamorous side of ah. life. You know, she likes fewer and diamonds and all this. And the downtown, like, she was, it was her home, you know. The opposite of my mom. So I went to my grandma. I was half, half of my child life at my grandma's, okay. grandma's place. And she was the glamorous one. And she brings me to a nice restaurant and... Like, Made you discover that whole well okay. li- all these things. And after I come back home, and my mom was like, oh, I don't want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just be true to yourself and don't fight be the power. like that. Exactly, fight the power. Down with the man. This is dynasty, it's nothing. <laughs> 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 so I always had this struggle, you know, in my mind that you have this elite vision of life, and the other side, you have the real life, you know? Right. And the real life is worth the same thing than the other life. And it's so true then. So you got you got like kind of yeah. a double education, right? Yeah, totally. You, you have your grandmother showing you all this glamour, chic stuff. Yeah. And your mom kind of like, that doesn't matter. What no. matters is people and Power friends. to the people and let's go outside let's and march. scream for rights, you know? <laughs> yeah, let's march <laughs> And further. keep your freedom. Like that, that was her heritage like that she gives me but that she's not like she's super alive now <laughs> i don't want to see heritage well, what's very interesting <laughs> because we we just we just interviewed uh Arabal, uh the other day uh who's a filmmaker and yeah. uh his his conduit yeah it was also his grandmother and oh yeah grandmother. they were like the super hippie flyy like uh creatives right with like Uh, art hanging from everywhere and yeah. like bells and whistles and bead curtains and whatever and like I, I tend to see starting to see a pattern with a lot of creatives yeah. there was always there was someone in the family it's not always mom and dad mm-hmm. an uncle or a weird you know a grandfather a or trigger point like, there's somebody that yeah. like showed you that stuff and you're like oh cool wow. I, I didn't know this exists existed, you know and it's always more interesting when it seems like a forbidden fruits you know like yes And you go home and nobody's accept that. So <laughs> same if it's what the majority of people want, but in your house, like it's... Being against is exciting. Exactly. It's exciting. Right. So that's why I discovered all this glamorous life. Like at 13 years old, I was raving outside. You know, my mom was super, super productive, but she's always, she was a party girl too, you know? Okay. So... At 13 years old, the the rave scene was not that much popular. It was really underground. Yeah, and there would be like secret last minute yeah, addresses. Yeah, we go in a bus and yeah. we didn't know where we go, like at Saint Lay and th- in the farm barn and things like that. And it was crazy party. And my mom, I talked to her. I was like, I want to go in a rave, but I was 13 years old, you know? Mm. <laughs> it has nonsense. <laughs> but my mom was like, she was like, oh, well, I'm not... I don't agree with that, but I spoke with my gay friend at uh, at work, and he said it's super lovable, and nobody's it has no fight there, and everybody loves place. each other. It doesn't say, it do- doesn't tell her why, but right. <laughs> yeah. everyone's high as like, a kite. Yeah. yeah, but you know, it was so new. Then she has no vision, so she said, 
okay, you can go, but don't come back before the metro is coming back. <laughs> yeah, okay. So come home with the so, last train. Ex- no, no. Don't come home before the metro starts again. Starts again. Oh, <laughs> exactly. so she was like, come back with the morning with the morning bus exactly. or the morning train. I don't want you at 3 a.m., you know? <laughs> really? Come back at 6 or 7. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, the coolest. That's the most <clears throat> interesting sort of... Uh, <laughs> I, I remember the rave scene. I remember it kind of exploding and um, uh, in my time too. And I didn't like it because it was too colorful. And I was fully oh, into my so colorful. Uh, metal, like dark ne- yeah, darkness it was phase. Yeah, the two opposites. Yeah, the dark <laughs> and the colorful and the preppies. Like. And the preppies. <laughs> yeah, always. exactly. But I, at some point, I remember uh, having some friends that were into that scene. Yeah. And they, they kept going like, oh, come on, you just have to come to one. Like, come to one rave and you'll see. And We'll bring you a sus and a glow stick and yeah <laughs> don't worry uh, they're like come on just just try it once jason like don't be such a <coughs> such a close-minded close-minded person. person and then and then i tried a bunch of times to go and something weird would happen every time to prevent me from oh, going okay some weird kind of not divine intervention but there'd be <laughs> and then the last time i tried God to go himself <laughs> well that you you're gonna you, this is gonna or herself you, you're gonna think that this is actually what happened the last time i tried like i was like okay if this doesn't work, like fuck it, I'm just not I'm just gonna give up on this idea. I literally, I got dressed, I I was like ready to go. No, I wasn't wearing any like <laughs> we I wasn't wearing like Jason. plushy pants and plastic chain and uh, glow sticks already, in my hair. I'm already picturing it. It's too late. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I think I had like a beige shirt. That you was opened the window. Okay, it's too late. That's it. Everyone's fuck it. It's funnier. Wearing, it's funnier if I'm dressed. You're that wearing way like a story. shag carpet suit. <laughs> <laughs> made, made from uh, tickle me Elmos. Yeah, and I'm at the door. Jamiroquai hat, you know. Jamiroquai hat. Oh yes. yeah. Oh, that's the classic. Definitely Jamiroquai with goggles, hat. Um, <laughs> and a tail, Alien. And a, a raccoon tail. <laughs> I was at. Okay, we stop that. I was at the door. Do okay, I was getting in line. You know to get him for his birthday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was about to go into the building where the rave was going to happen. Okay. And the cops arrived. No, no. The night before, it had rained really heavily. Okay. And one of these, like, uh, there was a terrace on the restaurant above the rave place. Okay. And the little, what do you call that? That like the that little rollout. Uh, sort of parasol or whatever that sort of uh, the sun blocking parasol for the for the terrace yeah uh, hadn't been retracted and the water had all collected there and as I stepped in front of the building it ripped (laughs) and the whole thing came down (laughs) and I got doused literally like a like a bucket of try like 20 buckets of rainwater just like just right on me no one else got nailed. I just it came right down on my head. It was a sign, <laughs> definitely. And I was just like, and everyone was nobody was even laughing. Everyone was like, "What the fuck was that?" They were, we were looking up to see if somebody had dumped right. the water on me, and I was like, "That's it, fuck it." I just turned around I'm and done. went home. Fuck this. Fuck this. <laughs> not meant to be. Not in the cards. You know. So that was my rave story. It's probably oh, for the best. That was fun. Okay, so you got you got freedom. Yeah, lots explore. of freedom and mm-hmm. and like haha, my mom was always backing me with in my weird choice, you know, like since I didn't go in my grandma's way, you know. As <laughs> long as you didn't do the do the beautiful glamour. and ladylike and all these femininity things, mm-hmm. she said if you have purple and red hair and you, you tattoo wear, your like, whole body, crazy clothes and 
do it like just live yourself express yourself at least i know that nobody is gonna try on you, you know? right. <laughs> she protected but at the same time it was not her opinion she was just like express yourself in unexpected ways you know and just don't confirm to sus- confirm yourself to society you know be different norm mm. define yourself and when the director because i had a lot of uh, advertisement at school because we didn't have rights to you get in trouble at school well, at the beginning, there was no rule on that. But with us, they had to, they, <laughs> they had to create rules. force them to know? make rules. <laughs> exactly. So, and more rules they had, more we had the pleasure to distract them, you know. Right. And my mom was backing me up. And she was like, no, if she wants purple hair, she's going to have purple hair. Because it's, if my daughter wants to wear a cape, that's her yeah, right to wear a cape. Yeah, wear it. She doesn't mm-hmm. kill, like, she doesn't hurt anyone. She doesn't mm-hmm. do nothing to destroy your mind. She just destabilize you that's it so she has to do that she backed you that's cool oh yeah she backed me a lot except for illegal things but sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these things like if my was... daughter wants to bring an automatic rifle to school yeah <laughs> that's she's trying to express herself you can't stop no, no. <laughs> i get what you mean like so, yeah if it was just about your self-expression she had your back 100 percent. exactly and it was since she was really opinionated i didn't i my voice was really low so i didn't spoke a lot i really expressed myself with visually visually exactly that's where i found it so i said wow this is really interesting so i started to do my own clothing and all things and how old people, are you at this point at 13 14 years okay. old i started there and People, my friends, will like that, so they want to make. But I, I didn't have the skills, so I tried to please some people. But it, it was too complicated. So yeah, you needed the technical. Yeah. So yes. I did it for myself, and after I discovered the um, at six, seventeen years, sixteen, seventeen, the gay scene, you know, in the village, and it was like, oh my gosh, like delights fabulous. and all this fabulous life and so fabulous. <laughs> drag queens, and I became like a drag queen too. <laughs> <laughs> You were totally like, and I was the queen of stereo, you know. <laughs> but it's amazing because it's kind of like it's the, the the. I just realized the gay village, and especially at that p- period, that moment exactly. was basically your dream come true. It, it was. was super feminine, super fabulous, but also uh, not too totally nonconformist with a vengeance. It was Outrageous. exactly. Yeah. It was like we fuck society, the rule and fuck, fuck uh, conventions, conventions and the sand was ours you know and it yeah. was so bubbly and exciting and inspiring and we create like we could like pass three hours just to create the outfits and since it was after hours and things like that so we can go out at one we can prepare until 1 a.m and after then the party, party starts, until huh? eight in the morning you know so that tell was me you have pictures of these years somewhere I do. Have these outfits. Do I want to show? That, <laughs> show it sounds like an Instagram. They were fabulous. It sounds like <laughs> an Instagram years. account waiting to happen. You know, I'm so, I find ourselves so lucky to not live in the media social. Right. <laughs> well, at least that uh, we were not 15 when the social media, like, uh, yeah, that's a huge gift to our generation that we dodged oh, the social media years when we were kids. I think it destroys so much of the spontaneity of people now, all these things. Specifically spontaneity. Why? Yeah why because because you always think of what others gonna think of you mm-hmm. and before that the this venue of all the exposure and everybody's looking at you and approve or disapprove what you do immediately was, you didn't care like you did whatever you want and like there You're was right. no border like frontière there was no yeah uh, there were no borders no borders but also so, you you, you uh, social media doesn't really let you develop your no. idea and your place because it you starts judging want. the second you express anything and imagine just a strong willpower you need to assume your own voice and opinion 
in a like in a wave of people that disapprove you that yeah. you don't know and I don't know it's just like it's strange it's incredible it's a strange pressure moment right now I mean the worst thing that could happen in our day is somebody finds one of those little letters that you wrap like you fold it up to someone yeah, or a picture like or a picture <laughs> and then like a few people made fun of you at school right but now there's like just this constant transmission of everything all the time exactly mm-hmm So this is a journal of your everyday life now. Whether you wanted to or not. Or not, exactly. Right. So this is it. So that's why I think the glamour came in my life. And but Thank you, for gays. <laughs> <laughs> for all our gay listeners, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you helped Sonia get there. Mm -hmm. But uh, yes, exactly. Yeah, I should say thank you because uh, it was uh, the drag world was really a big part. That's a very existence. specific world, right? Yeah. That's not even just gay that's like a, no, no, that's a like scene drags, drag scene because i'm not gay like yeah. i i love gay people i love everybody you know but it's not i'm s like but i feel it's like it's not he, a question of sexuality it's a question of express yourself right you know because even within and the gay community it, there's it's not really so much about the gayness it's it's a, it's, it's about a, uh, it's almost expression. like cosplayers they're exactly. almost like it's a game it's fun it's let's like, dress up like fabulous rich people from another era Ex but then also clowns that never exist and they never create. existed <laughs> exactly because fabulous rich people don't do that like, right they have too much people to look at them right. <laughs> so <laughs> and it's sad because if i was a fabulous rich people i was i will be totally against like everything just to shock people and right. to make things happen you know and mm. to okay. create reactions so so from there yeah. you started to realize that you you needed the skills Yeah, so I went to school and that's it. So I start to put my uh, platform shoes uh, on the ATIC and <laughs> I start to work. <laughs> okay, so you put on your, you roll up and your sleeves. And work on my skills. Did you have a goal in terms of, because I guess anyone that looks at your, at your, your clothes, even though you've done a d bunch of different things, yeah. there's there's an overall message that I see that's it's always there. There's like a signature. It's integrity. Integrity in what you do. Like, I don't follow trends. For sure, I it's hypocrite to say that because we are we all are uh, absorbed by trends everywhere. Like, same if you don't want to see them, like, they come to you. You're inspired <laughs> no matter what you do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's part of our, of our life, everyday life. But you're not consciously... Doing trying it. to be the it thing whatever it's enough it is. to have it in my environment mm -hmm. so since um so i try to really focus on what i like why i love it and what appeals to me you know so when i create something i don't think of is it do they gonna like it do they don't do they will know? it will it be the thing that is going on right now exactly okay. like i'm happy if it does because it make it gives me the the wings to continue you know but if it don't i mean just to do whatever i want but it's a trap to 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 run that ra race all the time to yeah. try to always be the thing that's going on right because you cannot there's always somebody who's not gonna like what you do and it's okay i mean it, it's and your stuff good. gets outdated <laughs> really fast too right exactly exactly because that's one word i keep hearing about your work from other professionals other artists other people have seen it because a lot of people know you i don't yeah. know if you realize well no but i i have the impression that We live in this um, in this world that everything goes so fast that you're everybody knows you now, but two weeks after they forget about you. So it's really I don't take it as granted. Never, never, never. And mm -hmm. most of the people that come in my workshop never heard of me before, and I'm always surprised because I'm like, well, 
you don't and I don't want to say I'm surprised because they should know me but just because we're so a small scene in Montreal but I'm more surprising with other designers that I know everybody me I have this uh, memory of names and of people that do the, does the same thing than me right. but we are such a small scene and lots of my fellow designer doesn't know about what I do at all, you know? And I'm like, well, I've been in many fashion weeks. I've been in a lot I've of I've been things. in all the shows, yeah. How can you don't see that? I mean, are you that absurd in your own world? Me, I know you and you just start. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I'm looking at you, but it's just I'm conscious of what happens. And well, it's almost it's, like maybe a lot of people in the scene aren't really looking at it as, a, as them joining a movement or joining a thing. Yeah. They're just trying to make their run at the their own way, like, at the race yeah. and trying to get the trophy, and they're not actually lovers no, of, exactly. of of the scene or lovers of the fashion. They're more just interested in their own vision, maybe. But or narcissism. I cannot think for them. I I, I don't want to. Say yeah, that. I don't want to I think it's either. maybe just a question of interest. Maybe I'm just too much interested <laughs> in interested that, in the scene, in that world yeah. exactly, and I'm really like. I really give like I I think we're all warriors in our own fields because we work so hard for small for a small result at the end then just to be there after so many years it's basically like an accomplishment by itself just to be there still be there there, like and to continue to dream and warrior is the right word right if you're an old lion you're a badass lion. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> Are the best the best word for that, and it comes from Flash. Thanks to Flash. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to Flash. Shout out to Flash. And what he said is, you, we're mercenaries because once you choose this life, it's for life. You know, <laughs> you can try to find jobs and to be like other people, like the regular average person. But once you taste it, you will never forget it. So you yeah. will always come back to that. You know. Yeah, you're you're pirate so, for life. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. It's true. Even if you end up working somewhere, part of you is not quite right. No, yeah. there's something missing. You've and tasted the other side. And when you do live this way, um, other people, there's a weird mixture of ad- admiration, but also resentment. Yeah. Did yeah. you do you find that, Richard, in your... In yeah, your... You've, you've somehow succeeded where, you know, to find this mysterious treasure of some sort that they've, yeah. they've been looking for. Like they resent that you're you're not freaking out over the fact that there isn't a steady check coming every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a type of freedom because people get stuck in like in that expectation of the paycheck every two weeks. Yeah, like that payoff. And it's like a, very tempting. It's yeah. very easy to get lulled into to that, right? Yeah, because you know that that money is coming in if you don't get fired. Exactly. Right. So you just have to work hard enough to not get fired. Or have a good syndicate to protect you. <laughs> That's true too. Right. But, but that's really the but game. But it's not real life. I mean, real life is, let's say that like, there's a, I always, I always think about surviving, you know, because we're not in survival mode at all. Where mm. life is so easy. Like we're the striving, life not surviving, right? Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm thinking of it, what if tomorrow, like what happens in another part of the world comes here? Who's going to survive? Who's going to have the abilities to accept that the old life doesn't exist anymore and you just have to go through it and be the best of it, you know, and take the best of it mm. to be a survivor. Right. So 
that's why waiting for a check every two weeks is not a matter of survival at all. It's a matter of getting sleepier, you know, and yeah. just yeah. forget about the You're basics. those people at the bottom of the, the cliff in the Fury Road, you know, when the dude opens the valves with the water splashing down on the... It, I think it depends on, on what kind of um, job you have too, because if you're going to navigate like the kind of corporate jungle there's there's a bit of a survival aspect to that too and if you're sure. gonna if you're it's gonna true. stick around long enough to, right yeah and, and if I, you're I, in like this dog eat dog kind of environment and a lot of places are like that jockeying where, for position right so that like there is it's a different type of survival yeah. right it's like it's, it's a competitive sur- survival let's say like well it's competitive uh, interpersonally yeah but then you're in this sort of golden cage mm-hmm. where you're re- relying and you've you've planned your whole life around the certainty of this every two week paycheck exactly as opposed to when you are the freelancer i think that somebody who's doing the nine to five and particularly those who feel like they're trapped in a nine to five Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they feel like you are free and that you rather than just being kind of you you know you know hit, hit the hit the button and get get fed every time like you actually have to hunt to hunt for, you know like you meal. eat what every you, day you exactly. eat what you kill right voilà, exactly that's, that's what it if comes you don't, down to if you don't kill you, you don't, don't eat kill, you, you don't, eat, you don't hunt you don't eat voilà. so there's nothing and you don't know some you're gonna have good days you're gonna have bad days but a lot of people are really not built for that uncertainty oh not at you know? all and, and security like it's killing them i remember when i, I made the transition that. and it was it was scary as hell. oh yeah yeah i went through a panic mode you know during the when it takes years takes yeah. years to adjust oh. now if i started to have a check every like a steady check I'd, I'd be i think i'd be really weirded out by it i don't see it me like i i started the course like to charge it oh, yeah, you, 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 you do I'm some teaching now. now yeah and i said wow this is like a vacation yeah <laughs> should i like say money? that on my <laughs> Like, I no. don't have to hunt for this money. No, you, don't, you don't have to I look for... I just have to be there and teach what I love to people who learn things. I mean, this is paradise. And it's a sure thing. It's a sure thing. And you just have to show up. I just have to be there at 8 to 12. That's it. I remember, like, so many times, just... <laughs> I, I've worked so many shitty jobs or worked freelance or... And, like, I remember many points just coming in, like... Oh, okay. This is really easy. You're just gonna pay me to do this. To do this. And okay. That and that's it's fun. super easy. It's super fun too. You get so, so used to ha- hustling that when somebody does put the money down, you yeah. almost feel like you're getting away with something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're stealing something or you know that, whatever. Like, you have to justify. Like, don't <laughs> say anything. They're paying me. That 46 <laughs> customer that comes along and he's like, "Hi, Sonia. I love your work. Uh, I've uh, drawn up a folder here with all my ideas." And uh, here's an advance payment. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you more money if it's not enough. And uh, I have a 24-hour hotline. You can call me anytime for any details about the project I'm giving you. Thank you. Oh, let me buy you dinner. <laughs> and I took the up. Op- here's some flowers. Thank you. Like that golden client that comes along once in the blue moon. Yeah. When they put the money down, which is the way it's fucking supposed to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe not the politeness, but the here's the money yeah. for the work. When that happens, you almost get this weird guilt. You're like, it's fishy. Same. You're like, like am I screwing this person? Am I? Did I are overcharge? Is she screwing me? Like, is there something <laughs> I don't see? Like, somebody's <laughs> somebody's screwing. So, this can't be right. <laughs> no, this can be. Money's right. exchanging hands for service, and it's it's close to what it's worth. 
what's going on what's going on <laughs> yeah and that's that's such a rare thing too in in the freelance world that it's not just like a one-off thing and you yes. hope they come back like sometimes you'll get this you like want to build a relationship yeah. with your customer or like you get so. this like regular thing where mm-hmm. it's like okay i'm gonna you know i'm gonna do this work for you like on Season a regular one. basis yeah. and just the money's just gonna come in and i don't have to keep looking for an like a new client like it's like you're gonna you that's, know, this the go- is that's, sure the ho- that's the golden like repetitive business and you're like oh wow this is amazing like i don't have to because that's that's part of your thing is you need to look for new people to pay you right. and people who need your services so as an independent like the dream really is those Recurring. five or ten golden customers that are recurring yeah. that are recurring and, and that pay season. their bill right. and that don't try to hustle you on the price and value your time the respect has and been show up for meetings right. and like wow mm-hmm. you know, that's the dream it's, it's so sad that that's like the golden goose you know exactly yeah yes. it's like a dream world yeah yeah and even, like that even when as customers ourselves when we've done business with uh, uh, in fact i've noticed that when i do come across the golden customers mm-hmm. they themselves are out there hustling and mm-hmm. are freelancers exactly. themselves it's true like one of the because best because they know the word they, yeah. like the value of your work so. they speak the language yeah. yeah right i think one of the and best uh, i did some graphic design like about 10 years ago mm-hmm. uh, and i think the best treatment i ever got from a customer was a, a, a psychiatrist because <laughs> she gets paid she's essentially paid by the hour based mm-hmm. on and her work is a little bit intangible right it's invisible but it's in fact very important and very researched and very degree yeah. professional but because it's Influence talking i'm sorry it's it has a lot of influence like yes. on the person that's going to see but it's just talking yeah, and exactly. listening so people sometimes mistake that for it oh you're just good with people no yeah. no no i went to school <laughs> and i and i study continually to, right? mm-hmm. and she was just like before i could even say what's your budget she was like, okay, I'm prepared to give you this much now. Mm-hmm. And if it's not enough, here's more. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> Suddenly you feel like a, like a beaten spouse or a beaten, mm. like an abused dog that was kept at a junkyard <laughs> yeah. for 10 years. You know what? They some would take you home from a shelter yeah. and bought you toys. And you're just like, I can, I can sleep there and you won't hit me with the shovel. Shovel? There's no shovel. There's no shovel. You don't have a shovel? You don't have a shovel? <laughs> No, we don't have a shovel. Well, we have one, but we use it for digging. (laughs) Graves? No, no graves. So what will you be hitting me with? (laughs) So what do you hit hit your dogs with? Uh, We don't actually hit our dogs. (laughs) I don't understand. Please hit me. <laughs> All right. You don't want to reach that. <laughs> but you meet yeah. you meet some people some some people in our in our sort of freelance world. Yeah, but they don't who survive when down. you think like that. Like you yeah. cannot let yourself be being down be down like that. You gotta keep going. Oh yeah, because yeah. you're gonna lose all your power and your desire to succeed. You're you cannot right. continue in being like like this situation is like being a slave of your own decision because you right. put yourself in this situation. I think at a certain point you have to know your limits and until where you're ready to go to have your own freedom, you know? So it's too... You're right. If you let it get you down, then you no longer have the fuel to create the stuff anyway no. anymore. And you lose yourself yep. in the pattern. I think that's happened to me. what is the most important is to keep... Like, that's one thing I always admired about you yeah. is since I've met you, and I've, at this point I think we've, we've known each other for over a d- maybe oh. a decade. 
More than a decade. More than maybe. a decade. 15 we're years? Like old, old. <laughs> I remember the first time I met you, and it was you were standing outside the, yeah, the, the, college, the design school exactly. that you went to with uh, my uh, with, with, with Lisa. And um, I remember. I shout remember out the, to Lisa. Shout out to Lisa. <laughs> shout out, Lisa. What's up? What's up? What's up? Speaking of very creative people. Um, and I remember my first impression of you was I was like, where this girl it lives in another world like <laughs> it was basically that though <laughs> I, and especially that day oh, yeah. i think i just had a bunch of really r- r- real conversations with people where they were just like hey what's up uh, fuck life blah, blah blah and then i go to pick up lisa and then next to her is uh sonia and she's like hey <laughs> life is beautiful <laughs> what a magical moment that we just met i'm like whoa what's what's the deal here <laughs> and on the walk home i'm like who who is this late is she crazy the or is Linda, she the witch of the north <laughs> yeah i'm, I'm like 100 straightforward here i literally went like is she is she cuckoo like and, and lisa's like no 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 you don't know sonia like that's legit. She really she, is that positive <laughs> and that magical. And I'm like, really? And then over the years, I realized that, yeah, yeah, you you really do go there. You don't just feed people this no, line about no. staying positive. Like, you you go there. Yeah, because I, I think being negative is so exhausting. It is. And life, I think, is enough complicated as it is right now. Then the best thing we can do to ourselves is to try to see the good side of it. And it's true. At least create it. Same if it does not. It doesn't seem to have one. Like you have to imagine, yeah. like or see it in the small thing that you have that surrounds you. And yeah, juice every good moment, every good thing that happens. Exactly. Just press it and try to focus on that. Like when you have dark, dark thoughts, like which I have, like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, it gets you down. And I have lots of those that comes to me, and I just try to be them and see what makes me happy instead yep. of you know and just so, like you see some broken some broken creatives right some yep. people who are like the it got them down and yep. they broke you see people who've made it but they sacrificed their humanity yeah and they're and like s- don't like that like that's sad to see that. it's almost as sad as they have money it's sad as they have the reputation yeah. but they're not able to able to open their hearts to anything anymore no and they killed a lot of, of souls to get there you know they had to take souls yeah themselves. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so their karma is really big on them so i think they're gonna always have a pursuit of happiness like same if they seems to have everything and they'll start they will... betting on racehorses yeah because right. how can you be happy if you destroy other people's lives i mean seriously how can you how do you Be sleep at peace in with yeah. yourself. Mm. Yeah, I don't care how cold-blooded you are. Some part of you has got to, mm. it's got to be eating at you that you've left a trail of bodies in order to get to your little golden spot and so everybody can applaud you, you know. <laughs> to sell your soul in order to make, uh, make ends meet. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know if I'd really want to make it under those circumstances. You think Trump wakes up sometimes in the middle of the night and like, ah, and like Scrooge McDuck? I think they're a bit. I think, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. he's a sociopath. A he just doesn't yeah. register, and that's why he's able to keep on going. Yeah. Like they don't care, like anyways. <laughs> they just <laughs> and don't it's not care even evil, right? It, they just they don't register. No. Yeah, it just it isn't it's really a, no right from wrong. Everything's able to a, feel the way that other people feel. Everything's a is another yeah. stepping stone to another thing. Right? Mm. Yeah, it's weird how people make their livings and what they sell in order to to make their livings. You know, like we're talking about the people working nine to five; they sell their time. Yeah, and they want valuable time. Like their valuable time, their time out of their life in order to make their money. They want to make more money. They take on more responsibility. They give up more time. Some people sell their souls. 
you know to maybe have a good time when you're old and when you're old you're all full of disease and stress <laughs> yeah. so you cannot enjoy all those uh, years that you invest you know exactly. yeah, i used to joke to people uh, like 10 years ago that i was retiring yeah and then i'll go back to work when i'm 65 <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna oh, flip. i'm gonna though. flip the script <laughs> yeah <laughs> like when i'm like dying from like six different things when i might have bad knee then you can have me for nine to five yeah every exactly. day at exactly. the call center <laughs> right but it's true though yeah. it's so but true. right now i'm retired yeah. <laughs> i'm going to florida peace out you know <laughs> perfect life yeah you're right though we do not quantify and value the time that we give away uh, we just don't we don't, <laughs> we don't give the time to sorry i'm just playing with the mic here like a baby no it's true it's true but at the same time i i, I certainly do not want to disrespect people who Mm-mm. have a reason other than their work to be at that nine to five job you know of course yeah like the guy that made make made my shishtok pita today you know he's a really nice guy he's always smiling always mm-hmm. and he's in this sweltering heat in the winter and in the summer just just chopping that chicken kebab <laughs> or whatever just like flaying that chicken and making that salad and he always has this ear-to-ear smile on his face of course he's Mm-hmm. he's like middle eastern because you know uh, that work ethic is there yeah where no matter how hard you're toiling you're just like oh hello my friend you know he's very much one of those guys and he has kids he has two kids they sometimes hang around in the back of his uh, restaurant and uh they smile they're polite the mm-hmm. whole bit and i just got into the habit of asking him how his kids are and he asks me how my kids are and whatever and i was going on about some trivial bullshit about oh yeah i coughed last night so i didn't sleep too well you know <laughs> and i only got like six hours he's like oh cool i'm sorry to hear that and i'm like so how are you doing oh well you know um i i own this place with like another guy and he's been gone for six months so uh i kind of have to run the whole thing by myself and uh, i'm working eight to eleven every day <laughs> 8 a.m to 11 every day in a restaurant Prepping, Rough. cleaning, e. serving. But it, is it his restaurant or? It's, Sorry, it's his restaurant. I believe he owns it, co-owns it with yeah. with his with his buddy, and I I know that they take turns going back to yeah. like Tunisia or wherever they're from, and to see their families, and then the other one will hold down the fort yeah. in the meantime. But, but he it just. Must- be like, a part of the smile too. Just like just a big smile on his face, you know. Eight, oh, eight to eleven, you know, it's yeah. rough, but it's a living. It's a living, but in the same time, doesn't have a bus or that like a basically sure. nine to five job like somebody that works for a corporation or mm-hmm. really another company that you're just a number to be part of the machine right. you know like it right. has like but this if you one know why you're there job. if you know why you're there i think it makes a difference exactly hmm. even if you're in that corporate soulless oui, job oui, totally. if you have like i don't know uh, and if uh, you're happy with that that's you have a handicapped kid for you yeah Right, and every hour that you log is yeah. another hour of comfort. You can get them the programs, you can get them the support, you totally. can get them the, the equipment needed, blah blah blah. Then that person has a reason to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what we're railing against or railing against is the kind of I don't know why I'm here, but I'm kind of here every day. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I'm afraid to leave this job I hate mm. and these people I can't stand. Because it's too scary not to have a check at the end of two weeks and to go for whatever it is. I think that's what we're sad for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Am I wrong? No, I, I think that that's right. It's not for everybody, though, you know, yeah. the, the freelance true, stuff. And I true. think going back to what we were talking about before, I think that's why a lot of people who are 
you know, collecting that every two week paycheck or looking at somebody who is, you know, kind of doing the freelance thing as Hustling. kind of living the dream, but at the same time, hustling that they're not ready to. Yeah, take no, on they, shoulder, they could, like, they could never do. It's yeah. not for them. Yeah, and I, and I've tried doing it with partners that have had just like nervous breakdowns. Oh yeah. As a result, <laughs> like see the fly, phantom like. pains, like you thought he was dying, <laughs> oh. and then like it goes. It's like, no, it's just stress. No. You've know? done some team team ups too, too, right, Sonia? Like, oh, I did, and it's rarely successful. And rarely, yeah, because uh, people are not are not ready to give their entire self to a right. project. You know, so when you're when you're full, like you're full full of energy in that and you give all your soul and mind and it it can be destabilizing for somebody who's looking for security and stability and mm-hmm. is thinking that the result's gonna have it's gonna happen fast and easy good point so yeah. when they discover that they have to work for it and they will have to wait <laughs> and the, to build the the foundation of it and more um, risk right and more risk and they see their uh, privilege disappear quietly because they're their money is disappearing too with time course, you know yeah. and the advantage of life so i think that's where they become depressed and overwhelmed by, by all the projects and they want to run back to a secure place yeah exactly and, and i understand even. that like i can understand that but when you're a project person it's the other side this is what is stressful to be somewhere nine to five on under the decision of somebody else mm. decide what your day will be like on the leash on the leash and someone who doesn't do. really care about you yeah they don't care at all about you they just not because they're mean they're no, no. just like another head in another face they and pay the... for you to be there so why right. they should care more than that for you you know for them yeah. it's your time value that's it <laughs> for sure so you're not okay you're in a person but we have a p uh, like a relation uh, like department for that you know public relations <laughs> public yeah. relations department for, for you if you want to talk to somebody <laughs> or you know? hr there's hr is there if you have any HR, big problems exactly. but for me it's just for problems solution solving you know i remember it was uh, julian actually yeah. that uh, talked to me about it this going back maybe 10 years <coughs> julian smith of breather incorporated yes that's correct the, <laughs> the one super the successful only. entrepreneur super that's successful right. entrepreneur um he put it to me, and I always kind of stuck with me, where he was like, well, if somebody's willing to pay you to do something mm-hmm. for, you know, your 9 to 5, 40 hours a week, the only reason they're willing to do that is because your time is actually worth more than that, and they're able to make more off of it. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Right? So. Yeah, if you're giving, you're getting 40 an hour, they're making 140. Right. So you're, by definition, being paid less than what you're worth. Mm-hmm. Right? So. That always kind of that always kind of stuck with me. I thought that I was astute. I think you've you've implemented you've implemented that in your in your salary negotiations as well <laughs> from the conversations we've had. Yeah, um, that's one thing I've always admired. I've always uh, I wish I were a little bit more of a sociopath in some ways when it comes to negotiating my my place in a in a career situation. I feel like I'd be further along. Mm-hmm. Not I wouldn't want to be full on like careerist. I couldn't do it. I tried. Yeah. And I did it for many years, and it it uh, it broke me. I I used to come home like completely destroyed, mm-hmm. so uh, spiritually. But because it was not you, it was not me you at were all. Not the, this lion in this jungle. I was lying to myself. I was wearing clothes I hated. I was saying things that didn't make sense to mm-hmm. me and pretending to be something I was not. But I feel like sometimes I could benefit from a little bit of cold blood, little reptilian 
um, mm. attitude where not to take not not to pick my battles and sometimes just walk into a situation and go no you're gonna do this for me no you're gonna pay me mm-hmm. you know I, w- I wish I was a little gutsier when it came to that mm. but um, uh, I don't know if it's kindness or weakness I never know that's the conundrum or maybe you just didn't have enough situation to that puts you on the spot so you have to find a key to survive in that you know yeah no i think it comes down to leverage okay you know like i mean they say everyone's replaceable but like if you if you make yourself sort of essential to the running of the operation and then it's like okay well it's hard to deny your worth at that point that's it it's like okay well let's let's renegotiate sort of thing or you take on more responsibility and you know you take the initiative to start doing other things you're bringing all this kind of value then at, at that point that you know a conversation is necessary to sort of rebalance those scales okay sort of thing. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well it's it's an interesting play anyway but i mean i think we're still we're still young we're still we're still yeah we learn every day we're still this. trying to figure these things out Yeah. Um, and I think it's a life quest, though. Yes. <laughs> you all, it's the moment you stop asking yourself this question that is must become like worrying. Like where you're not you're yeah. not asking yourself these questions. Yeah, yeah that's kind of. Are you sleeping? Are you starting to sleep now? Are you starting to die? <laughs> like, and to accept yeah. your fate, you have to. <laughs> you take that walk over the over the hill with the like the sled dog. You know when he gets taken off the sled and walked over the hill and. The driver comes back alone. Oh, <laughs> you know, that, that's it's that time yeah. when you uh, when you when you yeah. If you stop asking, you stop stop thinking. I think that's it. You're 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 ready to turn it in. Yeah, I think I mean it's completely different these days. I think than you know what our parents and our grandparents had yeah. before. You can have like a mix of things. You know, you can still work a salaried job and do your projects on the side, or you can do fully some projects and you can take a little contract that's mm. kind of a steady paycheck on the side or you know we're all changing i think what are they saying like it's like everyone in our generation will change careers seven Se- times something like within an their, average of seven within their so we're professional used with instability. like we're used with uh, don't have anything granted on plate right and right. we saw so our parents generation get like fucked over yeah with their pensions and and yeah, expecting some kind of loyalty from the companies and they never never got it's it a, it's a non exactly. it's a non yeah two well, years exist for us no anymore. it's not it's not a concept right no. but we we our generation particularly saw the f- we were in the middle of that shift because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we mill- saw our parents get fucked over exactly but the yeah. millennials are like not even aware that that was ever a no. thing no uh that that you could just Your company had the responsibility to render on to you after 20, 30 years yeah, of loyal of service. service. Yeah. That's a non. That's a historic history book concept mm-hmm. to millennials, right? Um, at the same time, I wonder if that was really a benefit to that those generations. Maybe that is helped helps us, uh, the governments lull them into servitude, and maybe this uncertainty is inadvertently transforming everyone into a little bit of a mercenary, mm-hmm. even if they're at a nine to five job. It's still not a secure thing. Oh, absolutely! People are mercenaries at this point, right? Yeah. yeah so maybe, totally. maybe there's a, a hidden benefit to it. I don't know. There's a couple of industries I think maybe where people are still kind of expecting a long time, lifelong commitment with a company and expecting. But it, you know, it's such a weird concept to it's expect. Weird concept is to expect from somebody that it's not you. You know, like yeah. How can it. you ask somebody? <laughs> Or even expecting human the, emotions from a corporation, yeah. right? Like. Concepts it's of like true. loyalty. 
Yeah. Right. Loyalty is something that you have between people. Yeah. It's not a, that you a, a know. company is not going to have loyalty <laughs> towards you, right? Like exactly. this corporation, the corporation works for the shareholders. It's a Although machine. a lot of companies, yeah. a lot of the nouveau <laughs> companies are trying to, to, to foster those, the, these cultures now. For sure. Yeah. Right. Of like, this is not just a workplace. This like is not long just maternity a leaves and mm-hmm. extra vacation time and lunches on us and stuff. But still, but that's. It's, a, it's an imagination world, this, because I read so many articles about on Google and Facebook and all these uh, workplace, which are. These quote unquote progressive. Uh, progressive and breeding place for progressive thoughts, you know, and way to work. And once. Uh, you get there and you get this pose like I'm, I, I don't have personal experience there at all it's about what I read but it's like you you are in this system and you're part of that magic world that is so it's untouchable almost, it's another spell it's another spell and they give you everything and you have you have all the freedom Fair that you think and mm-hmm. you you think part of this community you know and the moment you go against the line if it's just against the rule of the company and it's it was not didn't want to do it you just did it by like just uh, organically it happens, yeah it just happens you know it just happens they don't try the human side that they preach it does not exist anymore it's like you did wrong once you're out we remove you from everything your friends your life right. your freedom and you don't have the right to approach the building <laughs> from like They'll come 100 f- meters. Right. <laughs> you know, you're absolutely wow. right. This is and the uh, pieces of flair in uh, office space. Yeah, it's a cult. Right? Bit of a yeah. cult. So instead of telling you like, uh, you breached the rules and uh, subsection 9. Let's work that together. Like They'll have the like, Sonia, we noticed that you didn't come in on culture day and didn't wear your traditional Alaskan, uh, <laughs> you know, folkloric suit. Uh, we really like to foster culture day here. And, if you're not a team player, you're sort of negatively impacting the energy here at oh, us in corporate. <laughs> and I'll give you this weird culty talk, but you're absolutely right. It's yeah, exa- yeah. it's still the same. It's another system of control in a way. Yeah. It's a bucket. Yeah. It's very, you know, it's just to... Yeah. They need to keep you bought into that whole philosophy. Yeah. Right. But Plus, it, if you're getting massages and, and sushi at work, it also means that you're staying at work longer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. That's not accidental. <laughs> It's true. It's, the sushi are not a gift. It all has that like wide-eyed, like too big a smile kind of join us. Yeah. Be one of us. And Jason. nobody realizes. We're like, guys, why the fuck would I hang out with you? It's beer day at work. <laughs> we're getting pedicures. Woo! And you're bragging to your friends. And they're like, but you're still at work. And yeah, we're at, you're still working. We're at the pub. It's 11, <laughs> it's 11 p.m. Yeah, man, but like we've got video games and couches. You're like, and you're still not part of that team. <laughs> go home, bro. Go home. Go home. Exactly. Your your kids. Go see your kids. You know, I live here now. Oh, I have kids. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you're right. That's a good point. I know yeah. at Google they 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 ask how googly are you internally? How googly? How googly? How googly are you? If you're an employee or just in general? An employee. Okay. They ask how googly are you? And that means like how <laughs> how bought into like the Google philosophy are you sort of thing. It's scary. It's so scary. It's a bit scary. Yeah. Oh. It sounds uh, it sounds creepy and Orwellian. A little like Orwellian. Like the yeah. base of, yeah, of di- dictature too. Like. That's much creepier, yeah. right? It's much, I'd much rather be like, you're fired. Yeah. Than like. We need to send you to the uh, reconditioning center. <laughs> we don't feel that you're googly enough for your, us. Your chakras are not aligned. <laughs> but don't worry. We won't let you go. 
We never give up on our people. We'll no. send you to the mothership in San Fran. <laughs> right, we'll send you back Mount, to the mothership. Mountain View. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, right? Yeah, totally. It's exactly what this is. <laughs> Sonia, this has been really, 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 really great. And we haven't even touched on 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 some inc- on other things that I thought we would get into today. Yeah. Uh, like, What's funnier of today is that yes. we, we spoke about how many doesn't influence us in our things, but the major part... <laughs> part of the interview <laughs> we talk about the impact of money in life you know yeah. <laughs> that's a good point yeah that's life it's like full of uh, but I'd, I'd i'd like adversity. to think the little <laughs> we never know how our conversation is going to go either no. the little victories that we're aware that we're kind of part of the game you know yeah i think that's a little bit of the victory <laughs> we're part of the team is that we're aware that we're still but uh you know there's a bunch of things that i like i really hope you come back because there's a bunch of things that we've addressed on the show with Uh, photographers and with other people about like the the female body the the, the concepts of beauty oh shit yeah we totally should have all this other that. stuff <laughs> yeah, like but it's fun though but <laughs> we've we've heard else. from photographers right yeah. who kind of are at the uh, at the other end of the spectrum when mm-hmm. it's all said and done so would love to you for you to come back and talk about that you know what it's like to what do you think about all this all these conversations going on about mm-hmm. like what is beautiful Uh, uh, the male gaze and 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 uh, accepting and sexism and all this stuff like mm-hmm. we, we, it'd be great if you could uh, for sure I'd like I want to talk about this right now <laughs> yeah we need an expert on beauty yeah yeah we should we should do like a whole episode just on on beauty yeah have a panel what is what is beauty that's amazing yeah I will love that okay yeah awesome. and have someone like have someone who like a welder come in on the other <laughs> side <laughs> Beauties when you're at 800 Fahrenheit and you can feel your eyelids drying up. <laughs> and they're like, um, thanks for that, Joe. Okay, what about you, Sonia? It's butterflies and gummy bears. No, but no, seriously, uh, that we'll you create a panel. You you, you have to come back regardless. For and sure. you are always welcome. We're very, very glad to have you. And this nice. was really awesome. Thank you to Avin. You're delightful. You Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Oh, before we go, uh, is there somewhere where we can see some of your work? Can for we send sure. people to check out some of your, your stuff? We oui, for sure. Uh, as I said, I just, I don't know if I said that. <laughs> as I said. Like, <laughs> oh, sorry. For the uh, last time. <laughs> for the last time. <laughs> no, I just do custom creation now. Okay. I stopped to do a collection uh, and the idea of selling it to the boutique. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just do custom and I do capsule uh, collection, which is when I have time to create whatever pass in my mind. <laughs> okay. okay. And I, I, I call them capsule because if I just create one piece of clothes, it doesn't give a whole It's not image. A co- right. So I will create six to seven outfits, you know? Okay. And uh, with the fabric and the resources I have at the moment. So the, the brand is Anomal still? Anomal Couture, for sure. All the so time. Anomal Couture? Anomal Couture, le sur-mesure qui assure. Oh, This there we go. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Great slogan. Great It's slogan. super good. That's great. <laughs> okay, so Anomal people, Couture. It's true. We'll It's make sure the links are, um, yeah. are on the podcast, like they're linked to the, the when Anomal we post Couture. the episode. So you got a website? Anomal yeah, AnomalCouture.com. Okay. But uh, I tend, I do everything myself, so I tend to uh, neglect that a bit. So it's okay. really not up to date. If you want to see all my uh, last work, it's on uh, my Facebook page. Facebook, like, okay. Yeah, Facebook. I'm we'll a generation, nineties generation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But my customers are there, and all my work is there. So if no, you're curious, nothing wrong with Facebook at all. Facebook represent. Right. <laughs> But you certainly, you've, I've seen a lot of your stuff on red carpets, uh, celebrity yeah. galas, things like that. 
totally. So you have I, some pretty big clients. This is what I do. Like I do a lot of um, custom creation for events, such as uh, red carpets, gala, artists. Like uh, we do costume for sen, scenery, like artists for their representation, let's say. Mm-hmm are also wedding wedding Weddings. dresses and all the people that can go to the weddings mm-hmm. and uh, gala and all i'll say that award shows anything my specialty is dresses but it's also events glitz and glamour yeah and it's <laughs> yeah. sharp it's sharp it's sharp and it's uh-huh. just it's i try to never be tacky with that because i'm aware that the the image i can represent could be a bit expected right but i really love to defend Uh, to, def- to challenge break, the, break it uh-huh. break I've never the, seen a single thing you've ever made I've seen clothes that I was I did not particularly react to yeah. but it was always it's always there's always a, a, a strength a to it touch and I it's always, Blade Runner I always think Blade yeah, Runner yeah Blade it's superhero it's there's Blade a Runner. dash of Blade Runner uh, in there always a bit of David Bowie and uh, you know always a It's strong, you know, it's just yeah. for the powerful mind. <laughs> yeah. and, but it has a, a real artistry to it. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. well, we're from the street. Not, not from, we're not street people, but I mean, we're from the ground. So yeah. we're real with what, you, what we do. Yeah.